that's the one thing we didn't see in either one of these first two uh, first two movies is uh, what what would cats talk about. We've seen it in Futurama. We've seen TV episodes of like uh, what? What are you talking about? Uh, like, uh, isn't there? Uh, gosh, isn't the one of the uh, first? It's either Family Guy or um, Futurama. I'm almost sure it's Futurama where they get a uh, where they tr uh, they. Um, Put a robot translator on a dog, and, uh, and that's it, Rick and Morty. It, yeah. Oh, that is Rick and. Why am I? Ah, fuck. And snowball. Snowball, and then it has all the fucking talking. And we, I would like to know. That's something I would like. Yeah, to but the, but then the dogs like take over society, and you know, they it, mm -hmm. it's like a reverse Planet of the Apes scenario. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't see that, and it. it that scenario in State Two, we didn't see. Uh, no, that's not what that movie's about. I know, but I just thought there might be a channel where you know uh, cats could talk and and be and be angry and mean and weird stuff like that. No, that's what. Uh, what would you? What TV show would you want to be part of? What TV show would you? If you had to be trapped in something, if some. Uh, some Wait, are you talking about a show that was actually in the movie, or yeah, just just, just a, a regular show? Just a regular show. That's the. Main question I was asking. The second question will come later. Oh, geez. Like a real show that I'd actually want to like live in? Yeah, yeah. That you could stand. That you could deal with. You know. It's weird. My first inclination is always sunny. But I would probably end up being like the rookie cricket or something. So it would probably end up sucking. I don't want... No. I don't want you to go through that. That seems... I don't want to be hanging out with other ass... I mean... I don't... Other ass. I mean that that place is filled with the most degenerate, unhappy assholes in the world. I mean, like yeah, I don't know why go. that's my that's my yeah, well, first inclination. <laughs> not not Handmaid's Tale. Definitely not that. No, not that. Of course. I mean, you don't want to be you know mis you don't want to be in a patriarchy bird society. It's not it's not good. I, it's not good. I the only thing that would be fun for I would like to be a cart. I just. I would like to be a cartoon, which is why. That's oh, you want to be in best. Futurama? I could. I could probably live in the Futurama world. Or just a, a or in a, not just a Futurama, but like a, like a Looney Tune. I would like to. Basically, I want to live in a uh, the world of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but not because of just, because I just think it would be really cool to interact in. Hollywood. You just want to interact no, with I Jessica Rabbit. No, I said boobs. no. No, I do not, Miranda. Yeah, you do. I am still. I am married to you, and I love you a lot. And so, patty also, cake. what? Pancake? Oh, sh I'm not going to do patty cake. God damn it. But I'm not going to do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I would just enjoy life there, you know, trying to get in, uh, making best friends with car uh, with cartoons. I'd spend, like, my weekends, like, every other weekend in Toontown. That's the type of, that's the type of world that I would enjoy, uh, that I would enjoy. I don't know. The, uh, the movies were two movies we're talking about. Hello, this is Top Notch Nonsense. I'm Michael James Benson. Uh, the two movies we are talking about today are Stay Tuned and Terror Vision, which is a worse, or worse, I almost said worser movie. Worser, yeah, don't, don't, don't say, say that. That's, don't, no, that's, that's not that. how the English language works. No, that's not how it works. It works the other way. But uh, the, I, uh, Pleasantville is kind of in the in the same vein as that, and they even mention uh, reference "Stay Tuned" in Pleasantville in the in the movie. They did, yeah. Which is in the very kind of uh, like in the very first forty minutes when they got in there. Apparently, well, what did what did they say? I I I, I, I don't know. I don't know the freaking details of that. I just uh, read up enough that it, it was mentioned in Pleasantville. Anyway, the this is a. Um, 
This is a wonderful little movie. The uh, uh, the two movies we're talking about and how TV can kill you, how it can come out of the of the, how characters can you can be either sucked into a world or in the other terror vision where they fucking th- uh, throw up characters from a, uh, uh, that are transmortified from the fucking goddamn space into a TV and then out of the TV eating shit. See there, see. That's what kind of happened in that movie. Yeah, that is we'll what kind of happened, uh, yeah. That we'll be talking about later. The other, uh, the movies that uh, came out in in August 1992, that first we're going to be talking about, stay tuned, is um, there's, a, uh, there's Body Chemistry 2, Whispers in the Dark, The Other Woman, Raising Cain, Unforgiven, The Three Ninjas movie, Mind Warp, Digstown, Single White Female, Last Dance, oh my god, Light, uh, Light Sleeper by Paul Schrader, one of my favorites, The Gun and Bailu's Handbag, The Living End, Citizen Cohen, uh, Storyville with James Spader, Blink of an Eye with Michael Pere, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me also oh, came yeah. out this month, Pet Cemetery 2 came out this month, Honeymoon in Vegas came out this month, uh, Nirvana's Live at Reading actually came out on the big screen in this uh, this month as well. Oh, wow. So this uh, August, uh, yeah, uh, August of 1992, there was some other decent stuff that you could that you could jump into as far as that goes, as far as that fucking goes. Uh, God damn it, it's good. It's good to be alive. Uh, I, I did not have any, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Michael is on a new vitamin regimen. Yes, yes, it's not cocaine. It's, it, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm not vitamin C. Uh, all that. No, no, no. Everyone has well, vitamin uh, caffeine. thought it so many times that, uh, I've been on cocaine. The movie we're talking about first, stay tuned, is, uh, is set in Seattle, which I didn't really get away right away did you understand that no it could have been any american suburb yeah it it, and we have a (laughs) we have a plumbing salesman of all the people that john ritter has played plumbing salesman is not something that it i I pull up pull up in my head when i think of plumbing say oh yeah well that is a plumbing worker that's what the that's big a ass, plumber plumber one who plums and, plums, yes. and not one who eats like a lot of uh delicious fruit of a certain uh species oh, fruit is not a species um <laughs> it's uh yeah it, it uh, roy nabel is his name and he is not really a, he's not a cool guy he he doesn't do a lot his his woman is pissed. He, uh, he's, uh, she's a vi- Speaking of vitamins, she's a vitamin executive sale, uh, sales lady person, and she's uh, she's very professional. And it's a switch. It reminds me of the old. Uh, it reminds me of the old sitcoms that were of that were going throughout. Ooh, a uh, a couch potato man and a and a uh, progressive woman who made it on her own and is now making the real money while Mr. Nabel, Mr. Roy Nabel, is uh, sitting on his sitting on his couch addicted to t- television like we all all are right now mhm and uh you can't, she can't get him to do jack shit or barely do anything you know it's it's really depressing it really is 
Well, uh, do you want to start at the very beginning, or do you just yeah, want to talk can, about the Naples? Yeah, we can start at the very beginning. Let's start at the beginning. The beginning is this. <laughs> oh, shit. He, it, he was also a former fencing athlete. I just want to get that in there. But yes, all right, let's yeah, start that, Yeah, that shows up. So... At the very beginning, we see the Seidenbaums are watching TV. Yeah, Seidelbaum. Yeah, it's a completely different family. We are not with Nabel yet. No, it's their neighbors. Yes. Their next door neighbors, I believe. Um, and, you know, the wife is bitchy and says they need more butter for the popcorn. And then we see mm, Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones, a pedophile extraordinaire. And ah! uh, he's not. He's awfully. He's I don't want to say none grand. of that is extraordinary. It's disgusting. No, and wrong. That that's is, not a title to give started. anyone ever. No, for no. any reason. No, except it, for it, the love, my yeah. Uh, I for love of who? The anyone, um, anyone. Thank you. Uh, other than Jeffrey Jones, yeah, we're so not giving love. Jeffrey to Jones is Spike. He's a door to door salesman, and um, pedophiles are so good at playing evil, uh, devilish people. That's great. It's, it's no, it's, it's not. not. Right. It's not great. No, it's just they're they're well suited at it. If you're an awful human being, it's it it can be suited that you know how to play evil really well. I didn't. It's not great that he is also evil and that he did these fucking awful things. We do not endorse him at all, Jeffrey. Why another Jeffrey doing awful things? We'll we'll speak about in the other movie it, uh, all of the fucking paintings in the other movie that we're talking about of Terror Vision. They look like they came from fucking Jeffrey Epstein's fucking house, and they it, and the parents actually talk, uh, act like that. They're swingers who are very weird, and you know, putting these freaking paintings of sexual stuff, and they're having your your children already. You're all over the it. place, man. I love being all over the place. But let's move. Let's uh, get back to it. He gets to. So the inference is that Jeffrey. Jones Jones sells his wares to the Seidenbaums, and then Murray Seidenbaum goes outside, and then we don't see him again. No. And then his wife is like, Mary, Mary, where are you? And she goes outside and screams, and then is our title sequence. Yes, and that... It, that is that is real. Uh, they did some really great animation, and the title sequence in this is really is really really cool. Yeah, it's really uh, cute. The uh, uh, and the the smiley TV is really nice. Uh, it, okay, here we go. The uh, and that's when we get our actual intro with the um the son character yeah. doing his um kind of VO intro, and he tells us about his parents. Yes, his um his mother. Is a vitamin executive, uh, executive. Yeah, she's like a like a VP lady. or something. Yeah, a VP at a vitamin uh, company. A company. Yeah, played by Pam Dauber. Yeah, Mindy. Mindy. <laughs> of Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Of Mork and Mindy, which I didn't really get until like yeah a couple hours ago. I didn't freaking because I. It, you didn't know that I literally mentioned it while we were watching it. Okay, well then I must have blanked. I apologize, but I because that, that's what's fun about this. It's an early '90s movie starring '70s sitcom characters. Yeah, which or is, sitcom uh, actors, which is uh, one of them is deliberately referenced. That they, uh, yeah, and that's that's, a, that's, that's a lot one of fun. the best. It's one of the best sequences, and they don't that they perfectly did that. We'll get there, but they perfectly. Did did that well they didn't overdo it that's what i love about so many of the i uh, the short clips the ideas of these because they're so sh- 
sharp and quick and cutting to the they next don't really wear out their welcome yeah that's that's what i really enjoy also this movie really doesn't it's 88 minutes it's really quick it goes they by pack really, in a lot of stuff a lot of uh, really really a quickly. lot of bits um but yeah we get we get this freaking uh freaking family that is kind of a loser fam- i mean i don't want to say a loser family but they're they're yeah, they live in seattle which is pretty expensive they have a nice house like everything's going well except for the marriage isn't going well because as the son clarifies in his vo that you know the average american watches seven hours a day and that would mean that there are two guys that never watch and his dad Daddy. john ritter took their took time their- which means he's watching 21 hours of television a day so like how do you sleep and have any sort of job even if it's just only selling like, plumbing yeah. so equipment. Yeah, there's that's only 3 hours of sleep if you're if you're I mean, he's probably yeah. being hyperbolic, yes, but yeah, still. Yeah, but still. I I don't think I could ever be on 3 hours of sleep even to do that. Ugh, Christ. I I I think you could. Okay, especially right now. Yeah. Uh all right. <laughs> so yeah, we see John Ritter um Roy and Abel, you know, watching TV, you know, he's watching like the Maltese Falcon and and he's, you know, saying all the lines with Bogart because he's seen it so many times. He knows it by heart. Yeah. Um, he's watching, you know, some other period film. And he's fencing along with the um, with the lead character. So, you know, establishing that he used to fence a, in school. He used to be a fencer himself. And he yeah. has a foil, you know, on his, um, on the wall. On the wall. And that's where he grabbed it from and was doing the moves along with it. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> She seems so... I would want to spend time with the wife. This is... I mean, especially if I've already seen all this crap already. I would want to spend time... It's like, I want to spend time with you. Why don't we go out and have some fun together? Why don't we do something? Yeah, she even says, you know, I'm thinking about renting out your side of the bed. Yeah, which is... So he stays up all night and uh, sleeps on the couch. Does that remind you of anything? Yeah, it does. Exactly. But I I spend more time with you than... Than my beautiful TV. I don't. I don't know why I said beautiful. Uh, but uh, uh, Mr. Sp- Mr. Spike well, uh, is the... Go ahead. I well, we it. also... Um, so, the son... Um, I forget that character's name. What's that, that character's name? That, that kid looks like a... He just looked like a... Daryl. Um, Daryl. He just... Uh, he reminded me a lot of Jonathan Lipnicki in the fucking face. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Except he's, he's older. He's much um, he's older, yeah. But... We see that he kind of hacks the TV signal. He hacks into the cable yeah. somehow. Because um, he's a electronic uh, whiz or like up and coming. He likes fucking with electronics. Yeah, that's or- something. Yeah, so we established that he knows how to mess with the TV signals. Um, and he... So he's on, you know, all the screens in the house and the neighbor's house because sometimes he uses their electricity to boost the signal, which really pisses the neighbors off. So there's a bit of a vendetta there. So that's been established. Um, so he is on all the all the screens in the household um, selling tapes that of that he non-consensually took of his sister making out with her boyfriend. Yeah, so he's that's more or less... That's the line there. Yeah, he's more or less making, like... Stuff that's that a little girl's gone wild. That's yeah, a little not okay. It's not, especially it's it's a complete yeah. It's a complete violation of your sister's uh, of your sister's trust. And especially you shouldn't be doing you shouldn't be doing that. Don't in take general, non-s- non-consensual don't, videos. Period. Yeah, exactly. But especially of your that's just we, that's just weird. He's gonna have a very strange adulthood in teen years after that if he's doing this shit. He's trying to you know do some fucking rear window or whatever the fuck. 
the palm of fucking ugh, being a creepy kid kind of guy. There's all sorts of weird, creepy stuff in this movie that has nothing to do with, you know, Jeffrey Jones's character, Mr. Spike, which I was not expecting. I at first thought he was Satan himself, but no, just another underling. You never get to see, you know, the fucking the big guy himself, of course, because, you know, it gets boring after a while. But, yeah. Um, what? What? No, no. He's just uh, you want to keep the the devil uh, the devil away so you can have a because people have a certain idea of the devil in their head. So I get it. But the other the main bad thing that I found frustrating about this movie, and we'll talk uh, talk about it. But the one big flaw I saw in this movie is that you, if you can do this, you can get back to the world. You can. Get out of the TV and be a human being again. You, there is an exit strategy. It's like we, if I were the devil or one of the devil's underlings, I wouldn't put that many freaking rules or a rule to say, "Hey, you can survive." That doesn't. That doesn't seem well, Eugene right. Levy, he he specifies that you know there has to be rules and contracts because it's the deal they have with quote unquote the other side. Oh yeah, I know, but but. So, so it's very legalistic, and there's lots of bureaucracy, just like in the real world, Munchkin. Yes, I, I, I know. I know there. I, I know there is. All right. What is? Why? Why do you look at that up? I don't know. That's weird. Okay, thank you. Okay, so we see Roy Nabel, and we see how shitty his life is by watching him at his job. He's taking this, you know, large suitcase of plumbing supplies to some sort of um, office building. Yeah. Trying to sell pipes, or I don't know. How do you how do you randomly sell plumbing supplies? Yeah. Don't you sell them to plumbing companies? Yeah. Aren't you kind of a B to B type of person? Yeah, that makes much more sense than what is. The, what he's doing. I mean, even in 1992, I didn't. It, this doesn't seem kind of plausible to me, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then we, we find out that the person he's supposed to be meeting, they actually, their office moved to across the building, so he has to drag the case to the other side of the building. Um, he gets, you know, he gets chased by a dog, and he uh, drops his case in the street, and it gets hit by a truck, and truck. he's going to have to, you know, pay for all that. So basically, his life sucks, which is why he loses himself in the television. Yeah, he's he's very lost in the television, and he, yeah, he he just uh, he feels like life is just burdening burdening him, burdening him, burdening burdening him, nuclear nuclear, uh, uh, burdening him with so many. It keeps on punching him in the face. He feels like he's in a terrible sitcom, and then he actually becomes. Even more in a lot more freaking terrible sitcoms. Anyway, but uh, yeah, he loses himself in the fucking TV. He has a terrible. He really does not like his life right now, and he just kind of more or less gave up. Or so John Ritter is watching basketball, and that's when Pam Dauber comes in, and you know she says, you know, let's go away to the. You know, she wants to spend time with her husband. She wants to reestablish a relationship because they've very much grown apart. She says, let's go away to the mountains. You know, it'll be great. There's no phones, no TV. And then John Ritter's character no is all TV. like, no TV? And she's like, no, they don't have TV there. And he's like, was there a plug? <laughs> was there a plug? Like, I that's will bring my own fucking, TV. That's a great line. Which sounds pathetic, but when we travel, do we or do we not bring our laptop yeah, to watch well, Netflix yeah, on, I mean, you know? Our, I, I brought our iPad or the, the iKindle, whatever the fucking thing, yeah. So that's that's nice. I mean, we still do that type of stuff now. It's like, oh, if there's no Wi-Fi, I'm gonna cry. But yeah, that's. I mean, there's that. But uh, he, I, th he does this funny thing that, that is very reminiscent of 
late uh, of 80s and 90s couch slobs, which was like, get out of the way. I, I moving his head to so he could see the fucking. Uh, when she's trying to talk like, to him, yeah. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I hear you. It was very, very stereotypical of of those type of characters during that Yeah, time. so they're fighting, and then he, like, sits her down, and he's like, you know, I want to tell you something that's very important to me. And she's like, oh, God, Roy, please talk to me. And he's just like, well, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. But we're in double overtime. Mm-hmm. And she gets pissed. So fucking pissed. Which is, it's, Which is again, understandable. understandable. I don't, I, I don't understand that. I just it, uh, becoming that uh, that invested, and in, I know it's just. But if someone's reaching out to you, saying, "I want to connect with you," and you're just like, uh, "TV," it's that that's disheartening. Of course, fuck. Right. Yeah, and she says to him, "You know, you know, when I married you, you were a doer, and now all you are is a watcher." And then she's like, oh, Roy, she takes one of his fencing trophies, throws it into the TV, completely destroys it. And then a little bit later, we see that John Ritter, he put a much smaller TV on top of the larger broken TV, yeah. like you did back in the day, back when you could actually put things on top of television sets. Yeah, that, it, I, that, was, a, that was a regular thing. I've seen that in, in the real world, in a couple of real world uh, scenarios. Really? A, at, a, at a real world it? scenarios? Oh my gosh, god damn it. Mostly uh, at other guys' places in college. They had a whole oh. bunch of, uh, they had like... If one TV was not going well, or one was black and white and one was color, and they would play them at the same time while being really high, and so they would. Have oh, that's like, pretty neat. It's like okay, I can see one storyline in complete color, and then go like, just uh, uh, getting his eyes up and then getting his eyes down. Anyway, but yeah, that is a regular thing that was done. Ugh. But um. Then he sees a news report about his missing neighbors, and yeah. that you know, there are no clues to be found. Oh no! It, it, that's that's that seems drastic and sad. Whatever happened to them must be bad. I like to ride. Uh, so then we see Jeffrey Jones go to the Nables house, and I've Mr. only Spike, Mister Spike, yes. And I've always loved how their mailbox was a tiny little house with the Nables on on top of it. I always thought that was so cute, having your mailbox be like a little replica of your house that, that with its own really little cool. mailbox. That's, that's adorable. That uh, and. It kind of reminded me of uh, a, a Brady, uh, like the Brady Bunch, or like just this could be in a similar world of the, yeah. Anyway, and then I think I think what he does is I think he rips the TV antenna off the roof. Yeah, it's, it's you won't be needing this. Nope, you're gonna use my type of thing. And he uh, rings the door, ding dong, rings the doorbell, and uh, <laughs> he want he wants to get uh, he. Uh, the fucking John Ritter, goddamn uh, Roy Nabel, Roy. Okay, oh, uh, is uh, is offered uh, is offered something that he should uh, he should push away, especially. But his complete uh, his uh, fucking TV's uh, completely fucking gone, so he does need a new one, and you know he just doesn't want to pay for it. That's- well, yeah, you know. Um- Spike has his whole sales tech. He says, you know, oh, TV, you know, is an escape from all your failures and woes at the touch of your thumb. And he gives him this, like, gnarly, like, high-tech, futuristic remote. And, you know, then Spike's like, sees his foils, and he's like, oh, you fence? Ever kill anyone? And Roy's just like, no, of course not. No. And he's just like, hmm. And then he's like, yeah, you know, success, it buzzes around you like a fly. You grab at it and nothing, and you just want to hide in here, but she gives you heat, right? You know, like all this 
these fucked up sales tactics to fuck with his head. And Roy, you know, he says, you know, yeah, I just can't. Like, my wife would be pissed. I can't do this. And he's just like, "Um, oh, well, did I mention the free trial? And that's when it's like, oh, free. Free? I would like that. Sure. Whatever is, you know, and of course, nothing is free. Whether you're you're paying emotionally or you're paying, you know, uh, in cash or you're paying in consequences, nothing is really all that free, especially here. So... Um, we find that he has this, like, really bitchin', I mean, it's supposed to be huge, I think he says it's 44 inch, which is supposed to be really big, that's not considered too big anymore. No, it's not. But it's still a pretty bitchin' TV with, like, built-in, um, I mean, most TVs have built-in speakers, but there's kind of like a whole entertainment center thing, it's, it's yellow for nice some reason. It's pretty nice for 1992. And, I mean, yeah, it looks pretty sick. Not to mention, like, one of the biggest satellite dishes I've ever seen in my life installed in their backyard. Oh, well, yeah. Like, that would take an entire day, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't do that unless it is one of Satan's old helpers doing this anyway. So, yeah. It's uh, 600, uh, 666 channels. Yes. Which is nice. That's right. I guess. Which would have been a lot in the early 90s. Yeah, uh, because we barely had, like, 100. Yeah, it was only up to the thousands in the early 2000s. But yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's still really thousands. Because even if you go, if you have DirecTV or something like that and you look, it'll say yeah. like 900 and some, some. But like, how many are straight up just infomercial channels? You're right. And a bunch of them are just like VOD pay per view things. It will that go they still to a thousand, but there, there's also music channels. There's just Oh, music. yeah, there's all the music channels. Those are pretty, those are pretty good, though. Sometimes. Those are pretty great. And there's like have 40s and 50, whatever. But yeah, there isn't very. And yeah, most of them are like, yeah, would you like? It's a channel of nothing but like the Santa Claus for four ninety nine or whatever that or whatever. Yeah, the pay per view and the porn channels. So it's not like necessarily a thousand channels of just programming. Oh, but this also reminded me um, back when satellite first became kind of popular. If you were rich, um, and you would, I remember watching. um, That's when MT. I remember telling you this a bit when um when we were watching, how there was MTV, and that's when it started really going to crap and just playing, like, different TV shows and yeah. reality TV and not and so much just... And they moved it to MTV2. Yeah, a- and they moved, like, just the pure 24-7 videos to MTV2. Yeah. And I remember Kennedy, shame about what happened to her, um, being on, I think it was it was before there was TRL, it was, yeah. um, I think it was called Total Request Live, but it was just this really, like, her just sitting on a couch being like, yeah, call this number, and, you know, the top five videos, you know, We'll play them during this half hour. That's literally all it was. And then yeah. it somehow just blew up into TRL, which is a totally different animal. Um, saying like, yeah, we have MTV too. It's this new channel. If you want to get it, set your satellite dish to these coordinates and you should be able to pick up MTV too. Which is insane. Yeah, huh? that's how it was back in right the day. It wasn't just automatic and... It would be... It, it, it seems like such a fucking pain in the ass now when all we have to do is like fucking... Press the channel. I don't. I don't remember. Or YouTube it. Yeah, or YouTube it. And then I remember when it came along, and I was like, "Ooh, just that." And then years later, I was like, "Is MTV two? No, they're playing also. Ju- they're playing '90s shows, and there is no nothing. No, and MTV is playing no longer playing any fucking uh, videos at list it unless it happens at like three o'clock in the morning, and they're all hip hop videos from 1998. So it's not like. It, <laughs> That they really fucking, you know, fucking pushed out of actually doing music videos, fucking MTV, which uh, which is also parried parodied here too. Yes, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, um, Pam Dauber comes home. Helen Nabel, 
is her character's name. Yeah. She freaks the fuck out at the giant TV. She, like, legit screams. Not happy with that at all. Well, John Ritter's just kind of sitting there flipping through the... They're, they're all weird channels, weird shows. It's not normal stuff. Like, he's sitting there watching Three Men and Rosemary's Baby. Baby. That's a great... And they're all great puns. They're, they're really clever. So many, there's so many freaking channels. And yeah, and he's trying to kind of, like, get her to change her mind. Like, hey, well, you can't get this on regular TV. No, you can't. It's really, really cute. So, Pem Dauber, she is fed up. She is packing her bag. She's going to do the typical TV thing and go stay at her mother's. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably it's probably safer if you do that. Jesus. So oh, actually, it would be, but it doesn't turn out that way. No, it doesn't take, turn out that oh, way. Oh, okay, so that's what we see Jen Ritter watching. Um... This sort of parody of America's Funniest Home Videos, I guess. And then we switch back to John Ritter, and he's watching a show, and all we hear is the narrator saying, um, We thought it would be funny if we had our Bob, dressed as a policeman, tell a stranger her husband is dead. So he does, and this poor lady breaks down. And, you know, she's crying and wailing and whatnot. And then the so-called Bob tells the lady, you know, he's like, Will you look across the street at the van behind me? And she's like, wait, is that? And Bob's like, yep, that's right. It's a camera. And she's like, so you mean this is, I'm on sadistic hidden videos? So that's the, yeah, that's their American home video parody. It would have been nice if they actually got got Bob Saget, but they didn't. Oh, I'm sure he was under contract and wouldn't be able to do parodies. And I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he would have been able to do that. uh, Yeah, for that, uh, per his contract, probably. But uh, yeah, there are so many great, uh... (laughs) There are so many great channel, uh, so many great programs of all the freaking channels. Or I have a list of all of them. Here. Well, we'll, really we'll get to them yeah, as they yeah. as they come along. Oh, so okay, yeah. great, no problem. All right, fine. And then yeah. And um, then the the reception gets a little staticky, so he goes out to mess with the satellite to fix the reception. And then Pam Dauber is like, she's like, well, what about what about this signal? Are you getting this? And she picks up a shovel and is just bashing this satellite dish that has not been paid for. She doesn't give a fuck right now. No, of course not. She's <laughs> She wants her fucking husband back. So that's when the satellite dish kind of turns on. And it creates kind of a vortex, and it pulls the pulls the two of them into into the, the satellite tele- dish through these TV tubes and onto a game show called You Can't, Can't Win. Win. Yeah, that's which is a wonderful. And they have the the they have the game show host is perfectly done well. It's a whole fucking it's well crafted. Oh, the production design in this movie for all these freaking yeah, different uh, commercials and uh, programs within this fucking hell TV thing is just in, just mesmerizing and wa- uh, just a big wow factor that they were able to pu- that they were able to yeah, they, so much of this shit. Yeah, they actually got Don Pardo to be the um the big voice for this this fake game show. Yeah, where they say you like, oh well, if you uh, if you win this game called You Can't Win, you win the Napper Crapper Five Thousand with a built-in TV, fridge, and toilet. But even if you don't win, all guests home take home a copy of the Encyclopedia Satanica. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just very clever and it's, fun. It's very, very clever, and uh, they <laughs> to go through this this game show. They have to okay now. How many of uh, we have to find out how. Uh, I remember the last word. It's like, did you cheat on each other or whatever? Yeah. No, Michael. Um, so basically, it's um, the question that they have to answer is, you know, um, 
Roy Nabel missed the romantic anniversary dinner that his wife has planned. And, you know, the reasons are, one, car trouble. Uh, two, it was something else. And then three, no, he was in a bar swilling beer watching World Series. And then Roy's just like, well, his car trouble, just like I said. And um, then Helen's like, uh, she's like, you were freaking watching baseball? And then the announcer's like, and you win! So that's why you can't win. It's like, you win the game, but now your yeah. lie has been blown up. Yeah, exactly. It has been exposed. So, yeah, exactly. But- uh, oh, and that's... And then we, we cut from that to um, e- Eugene Levy. Yeah, yeah. Who is uh, more or less Spike's assistant or, you know, M- you know second in command. Yeah, down at the network. Down at the network, yeah. Which and he's showing um, an intern the rope, uh, the ropes to um, to work for the uh, this uh, satanic network, and they're watching the Seiden bombs um, and the show that they're on, and they're in you know having a vacation in Tokyo. Except you know there's a Godzilla mon- monster that stops on Mrs. Seidenbaum. so we see that her lights have run out and her soul has been collected by the network, and that's how it works. And uh, the 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 intern is uh, Pierce, yes. er, uh, who is Eric King from Dexter and many other one uh, many other wonderful things. They, he looks very very young in this, which is great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So he he says he yeah he just graduated from USC where he did his thesis on Kurosawa and Spike Lee. <laughs> And he's doing the whole, you know, film student thing. He's like, ugh, it's shocking. There's no subtext. Yeah. And then Spike's just like, yeah, Satan wants souls, not subtext, you smartass. (laughs) Oh, it's called Hellvision, yes. Hellvision, yeah. Hellvision. That's what it is called. You know, and and Eugene Levy says, yeah, it's run by the boss himself, and I don't mean Springsteen. (laughs) Eugene Levy, he's 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 funny no matter what he's in. He's always good. Yeah, he's very he's very good. He's very very good in this. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Go ahead. Then we cut we cut back to the the game show where they're facing the pit, and you know Don Pardo says, "In the pit is filled with lots of slimy, crawly, bad things, guy." <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, and then their question is, you know. Which one of you has been seeing a former lover? Is it Roy? Is it Helen? Or is it Roy and Helen? And Helen gets it right by saying that the um, the former lovers that they've been seeing are each other, Better. which is actually really clever. That's a clever way to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then they say you win that! Yay! You you are correct. Wow, that's awesome. Now you can get a fucking. <laughs> oh, and Eugene Levy's character, his name is Mr. Crowley. Yeah, which is awesome. Crowley. Yeah. That's, that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah, we switch back to them a little bit, and Pierce is like, okay, so the object is to get to the end. Spike's like, no, the object is to kill them before they get to the end. And um, Mr. Crowley is like, yeah, it's kind of like the Geneva Convention and the War for Souls, like the contract that we have with the other side type thing. And, um, you know, Spike's like, well, we always get him in the end. And then Eugene Levy's all like, oh, I think you're forgetting about, and I quote, that wiry little Peruvian chap and Spike's like, oh, are you saying that was my fault? And he's like, no, no, no. So he's basically pissing Spike off. So then Spike, he remotes Eugene Levy into the Hell Vision. Yeah. So that so we know that he's around there somewhere in one of the channels. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, too. Yeah. So they won the You Can't Win game. So apparently they're, um, they're 
prize is a fantasy vacation and you know we'll like they spin a, a wheel and it's like which door will it be and the wheel just says door number one three times so it's gonna be door number one no matter what no matter what they do and uh isn't that when they get uh it's the wrestling match or am I yeah. yeah yeah that's correct and uh that's that's pretty that's pretty wild that they were able uh because wrestling was freaking huge late oh, yeah. 80s, early 90s. And, and it's cool. Like, the, the announcers actually kept in Lou Albano. Yeah, that, that is cool. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's nice. There's some really good... Vi- uh, they, they do they do well. It's, there's some really good... Uh, there's some really, really good moves in this uh, in this fight, in this wrestling Yes, they're fight. fighting the ogre and the ogress, the, the gorgons. The gorgons. Wearing these, like, bitch and devil costumes with yeah. the horns and everything. And, you know, then the referee's like, eh, may murder each other, I don't care, just keep it clean. Yeah. I don't know how that's supposed to work, but no, okay. Of course, yeah. Which is the whole idea behind... Fu- I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's the whole idea behind, like, fighting is an oxymoron as far as a, you know, sport is concerned. Keep it clean, but also hurt the fuck out of each other. Mm. But, whatever. But, uh, and uh, yeah, the, the the wife, you know, just fucking just just does really well. It's incredible how fucking terrible fucking Roy Nable does, and how yeah, because he's he's like I've watched enough wrestling to know that it's fake. And then he gets clotheslined, and he's like, oh shit, it's not fake. Run for your life! So he gets you know body slammed, punch. Punched by the woman, and then you know Pam Dauber's not having. It. She's like, "Leave him alone, you bitch!" And then she's like, and then like the ogress growls, and she's like, "You know, I apologize. You're probably really not a bitch, and for a full-figured woman, you really wear that outfit well because she's wearing this like leotard." Yeah. And then um, you know, the ogress kind of like pulls her by her hair and swings her into the ropes, <laughs> yeah. and that's when Pam Dauber gets pissed. She's like, "My hair!" And he beans her in. A, she beans her in the head with the mic stand. <laughs> beans are in the yeah that was fucking insane and great i i liked it it just it it she pulled it off i could t- the i could tell that she knows how to be a real fighter anyway but you know so yeah we um that's when we cut to the son coming home he sees the um the huge satellite dish and then he's stoked about you know the big tv and he's like flipping around the weird channels he sees you know um Autopsies of the rich and famous. famous. Yeah, find out how Jam- James Dean really died. <laughs> Which is awesome. I would like th- a lot of these shows. I would watch. I, I know, know, right? Exactly. That's the whole point of them. And I really it, this this move this movie would actually be well worth you know actually remake uh, remaking or re you know if it, it you could do a riff on this idea just using streaming shit or oh, yeah. you know and, and they kind of did it with the uh, with this uh, year. In an episode of this year's uh, Black Mirror, in some ways, anyway. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then he sees a, a Max Hell commercial. If Like, yeah, this is kind of dating ourselves, but yeah, the old commercial where the guy sits down, plays the classical music, and it, you know, blows him away. Well, it's pretty much the same thing, except his head gets blown completely off of his body. <laughs> this is I laugh so much throughout this. Yeah, there, yeah. This funny. is a legit. This had so many really quick, clever jokes, and one after the other, after another, and after the other. Yeah. Then he's yeah. They he sees a um a commercial promo for Northern Overexposure, the story of a young doctor that leaves New York, goes to Alaska, complains about everything, and, and then freezes, freezes to death. Which is. See, I've never seen Northern Exposure. I mean, like yeah, it. I think we were too young for I've it to be interesting Twin to yeah, us. It, it, I personally thought it was. I personally thought they. Uh, 
before I knew of Twin Peaks, I thought that that was the same, more or less the same show. Oh, I could kind of while. see and that I as a like, kid. Oh, okay. And then I grew up yeah, very quickly. But yeah, that's it's a freak. I've never watched that fucking thing. I found it really. I thought, oh, it must be with the premises of this fucking mo- uh, in this fucking movie because I watched this anyway. But uh, yeah, they they meet Crowley there, which is yeah, it's a good transition because now the Nables are. Um... Yeah, once they once they win the wrestling match, they go into another conduit, and now they're um, in the snow. And the way that the conduits are is that you they it, it's like it's TV uh, static no, static yeah. noise or white noise. The, yeah, yeah. I always thought that snow. looked like ashes. It's snow. That's right. That's, that's what, what they it call was. Oh, that's what it's called. So they go it's from the snow, snow to the snow. There you go. The snow You're right. And then out of the snow into something else, and it, it's a it's a cool way to. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, okay, that makes sense uh, of how you transmit from one fucking yeah totally to another channel to another and blah blah blah. But yeah, it's a, you get to see panicked uh, Eugene Levy as Crowley again. He's it, he's leaning. Everyone's doing their character really uh, doing their persona really well. They're born to do the both John Witter and uh, Eugene Levy are basically leaning on a lot of their personas that they have articulate over the past like freaking 20 years or so or 15 years before uh, for them or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um crowley's looking for a conduit to the next channel because he doesn't want to be stuck in the snow and now there are there are wolves very scary <clears throat> wolves that are out to fucking murder you it gets very scary and they yeah, and they chase and then he's like ah let's go to the shack so they three run in they run in th- to this you know rickety little wooden shack we cut to the kids at home oh they find um uh helen abel had written a note saying you know I- i'm sorry had to leave we'll explain later um, but then since both the kids or both the parents are gone, the, you know, the kids are like, oh, they did actually go away on a vacation. Uh, so the daughter's stoked, like, awesome house to myself. I'm going to call my friends over. A party. Yeah. A party for me and the rest of my friends is what she says. Yeah. And the kid was like, oh, they, they went away like so-and-so's parents. Like I told them to. Okay, cool. So he's kind of like messing with the satellite dish. He's out in the backyard. He finds the mom's watch and that it stopped. So he's like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then um, the dish, like, senses his presence, tries to pull him in. He gets away, but it pulls in his BMX bike. Which is, uh, which is awesome. Which, I mean, this is really, really awesome that they, uh, how they integrate all of these, all of these things. How they move the story forward. It's, yeah. It's really, it's, it's really well written in that way. It's really too bad that it got, it, it, it got such a low reception and didn't, and didn't even make its money back. Oh, that sucks. It was its budget was f- between fifteen and twenty million, and it only got twelve million at the freaking box office. Oh, that people sucks. People hated it. People, freaking critics, freaking hated it. It's it's just so de- depressing. Forty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, which is, doesn't feel fucking right to me. I I it's very very. Sh- uh, very sly, very silly, very quick. I don't know what the fucking problem is. I think a lot of critics have issues with comedies because oh yes, we have to be serious. Uh, mm. they like can't uh, they can't look at anything juvenile or silly in any and just enjoy it for what it is for what it is and for who the movie is for. Not necessarily. It's not for a fifty-eight year old unhappy prick. It's for it's for like teenagers and twenty whatever. It's just I don't know. That's my own small fucking. 
issue right now. But yeah. So Eugene Levy, he um, explains the whole situation of the Hellvision to the Nables and how they're stuck and they have to, you know, have 24 hours to get out. You know, he calls Spike the Mephistopheles of the cathode ray. And he's just like, yeah, one more time. And he breaks one of his fingers off because he's getting frozen solid. And he's like, ah, the cold's no place for a stiff. <laughs> the cold's no place for a stiff. Yeah. And, uh... So the daughter does invite a bunch of her friends over. The kid, um, the son, he's still flipping through um, some of the channels so we get to see more more parodies. Um, he's watching oh, the, all these all these prisoners in jail talking about dyeing their hair and having these heart-to-hearts with each other. It's 30-something to life. I, yeah. Um, a commercial for, you know, these kids are singing too loud in the backseat on a road trip. So it's child muzzles, the silencer of the lambs. lambs. Oh, and then um, he sees a commercial for it's Meet the Mansons with Tommy Spoda as Chuck, and <laughs> Chuck Manson yeah, is yeah is um, riding his exact BMX bike on the show, and the son notices this. Oh my god, like, that's my bike! Yeah, and it calls his sister over, and his sister has his has her friends over and shit like that, and says, "Hey, come over here. That's my bike." Is yeah, and he's like, look, I found Mom's watch. It stopped at 10.30. And the friends are just like, nah, come back in. We're we're doing TikTok dances before that's the thing. That's not, they're not doing it. And he's just like, don't go into the backyard. Okay, whatever you do, just don't go to the backyard because that's how I lost my bike. And they're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, like teenage girls do. Yeah, whatever. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, is the, uh, when does the uh, when does the cartoon thing? Am I um, a little bit later? Little bit we still we still go back to the snow where Eugene Levy's still trying to find a oh, um, yeah, he's a, still trying to find a con- a conduit to a um a cha- you know he's like a channel with warmer megahertz with umbrella drinks and maybe a dog track and then he immediately gets attacked by the wolves <laughs> and they 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 pull like his arm and his leg off he's he's just he's good. all fucked yeah he's. Gone. So, um, because they're in the they're in the shack, they had pushed the shack over the conduit, but it's not big enough to jump in. Now the shack is on fire. Um, you know, the wolf is like, ah, I don't know if I should jump in, um, because it's on fire. But then a wolf, you know, does jump into the shack on fire. They bail, and you know, um, he has to kind of chop his way down yeah. to make it big enough to get down. And that's when they fall into the cartoon. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, bit? the cartoon, uh, uh, which was uh, the which was actually supervised by Chuck Jones. That's awesome. He made sure that That's awesome. it was ri- it's really really cool that they were he was able to do that and make sure it looked really fucking awesome. I I I loved it even though it was yeah, it's a riff on Tom and Jerry, but uh, it it they did look like the characters. They talk like it. Yeah. It's just it With their the voices. the expressions on their face. It yes, just, it just really worked. Yeah, they're cartoon mice, and John Ritter's like, oh boy, this is strange. And then Pam Dauber's like, I'm an animated rodent wearing high heeled running shoes. The word strange is somehow lacking. Yeah, <laughs> and they're uh, pursued by a robotic cat of of uh, some strength. Jesus. Yeah, Roy Nable, I'm gonna, I, I've been, I don't know if, to, if I should call him by his character name or his real name because they blend for me. Um, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't too hard to follow. But he's sniffing towards a massive plate of donuts. Yeah. And then the, we, we um, cut back to the son who's watching the cartoon because he was flipping around the channels. And he's like, whoa, why did those, why did those cartoon mice sound like my parents? <laughs> and then the mom is like freaking out. She's, she's like, I, she's like, I am not a cartoon mouse. My name is Helen Nable. I have an NBA. I live at this address and I have two beautiful children. And it shows pictures of the kids as cartoon <laughs> mice. Cartoon and it totally mice, looks yeah, like the actors them, playing their kids. Which is, which is really nice. There's, there's so many sharp 
jokes within this. Yeah. But yeah. And then we see the mechanical cat, who's a mouse killer, that they, um, you know, the, the the headless couple who owns the house talk about how they have a mice problem, and he's like, ah, that thing I bought, sure, will take care of it. So then the uh, mouse spot or I'm sorry, the cat bot says, you know, warning, you are trespassing on in a human habitation. The penalty is death. <laughs> penalty is death. <laughs> and then and then John Ritter as Mouse says, you know, my doctor's right. Donuts will be the death of me. Bump, 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 And he jumps in a toaster and then he bounces from the toaster into the cat's mouth. But he's so hot, the cat spits him out. You know, all kinds of cartoonish antics ensue. Yes. And uh, it... It's it, it's so perfectly done. It it does feel like a it feels like a Looney Tunes thing, so it makes sense that, yeah. that he was behind that. But yeah. So the son drags the sister to see the cartoon. Is like, look, it's mom and dad, and she's just like, she's like, don't bother me anymore. So the, you know they then they're trying to kill the cat bot. They they torch it and electrocute it in a bath with a hair dryer, and then the mice are in, in this dollhouse. And Roy's trying to get all flirty, but it gets the cold show cold shoulder, like, Pim Dopper's like, well, I wish you didn't like the way I looked when I was human. And he's like, well, I always did. And she's like, yeah, news to me. And it's like, this is not the time nor place for that. No. Because not. the cat bot comes back, you know, it comes with nine lives because it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And it's just shooting all kinds of bullets at it. They get into a toy car and drive towards the, a mouse hole, which is the next conduit to the next channel, but the cat bot bolts it up. And then um, Jack Ritter, he's like, ah! That's not his name at all. His name is John Ritter. His yeah. character's name was Jack. Um, Roy Nabel. <laughs> For the love, I'm just doing too much talking. You should take over the next section. Um, he's like, yeah, I've watched enough cartoons to know how to get around this. So he writes to the Acme Corporation via mail, yeah. and he orders a dog bot to defeat the cat bot. Yeah. And it, Which it does, and then he tries to pull the bolted door out, and he's like, yeah, we'll never get out of here. And then, of course, being a cartoon, it falls on his head. And As he gives up, and then they're just like, eh, you know, that's all, folks. And then they bail through the mouse hole conduit into the next channel. Which is Wayne's World, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. Yes, it, kind of yeah, yeah it is. We do, we do cut back to the kid watch, you know, trying to find, um, he's like, okay, so he's kind of getting it that they go to another channel. So he's like flipping around to try and find them. So he sees another commercial of these old, of these two old men. One is saying like, oh, I'm having trouble. I can't see anymore. And the other is like, ah, I'm having pain in my left arm. And it's a commercial for different strokes. <laughs> Which is And then he flips a channel and it's like a theme song playing and it's like my three sons of bitches. So he keeps changing the channels to find his parents and he does find the channel for Dwayne's Underworld. Underworld which is very I, I love this. It was so well done. So well done. Which and, is on um, Saturday Night Dead. Saturday Night Dead. And this case... Uh, that that phrase was coined in 1995 when they thought every you know when they thought that it was a terrible terrible couple of years uh, because that was the years with David Spade and Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and there was a whole type of backlash because of their juvenile fucking humor about that and that was and so they put on freaking the I think it was New York Magazine Saturday Night Dead. Well, that was a few years after this movie came out. Yeah, I know, which is why I I, I thought that was awesome that they freaking picked that uh, that this orig possibly originated there. But yeah, they uh, the, the, as zombies and the entire audience is zombies with really and, good makeup. Yeah, and yeah, 
He's uh, and he's strapped to the chair. He can't. He can't fucking get out of there. Yeah. So Roy is their guest. And he, yeah, and he's roped to a chair, wearing a, a yellow suit that says Sphincter Boy on it. Yeah. So Dwayne's all like, yeah, meet our guest Roy Nabel. Um, you know, a guy who, like, can't even sell plumbing supplies. So yeah, like, nobody uses a toilet. <laughs> and then they talk about, like, oh, if they have the, a magazine with, um, a Devil Dolls magazine. And it's like, oh, well, let's, uh... You know, he's lost his lovely wife, Helen, but, you know, we have a picture. Let's show the picture. And it's a centerfold in the Devil Dolls. And then they talk about, like, oh, yeah, your daughter's something or delectable, too. And it's like, dude, that is a child. That is yeah, it's really disgusting. Yeah, again. And and he's just like, yeah, you freaking creeps. But he's, you know, tra- you know, stuck to a chair, so he can't do anything about it. So they're doing, like, the extreme close-up like they used to do on Wayne's World, except it bashes him in the head. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, one more time. And, like, now let's do the fire in the eye poker um, extreme close-up. And they do that. And then he, like, kind of diverts it with his foot to burn the rope. So mm-hmm. now he is free. And he runs up the stairs the from stairs. the basement and goes to the next channel. Yeah. Do you remember what that one is, baby? Yeah, black and white gangster movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's that's well done. Every single situation is so well put together and so well... Uh, <laughs> So well parodied, and a lot of these parody movies of the late of the early two thousands and late nineties didn't really fucking do what this did so fucking well, and it just were poorly written too. But yeah. this is so well. Yeah. Done. So Roy's like, okay, I'm I'm in a I'm in a film noir. I've watched enough of these as a kid. He's like, so I'm a private dick. Well, that's better than being a public private dick. Dick, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he you know he picks up his gun. He's trying to be all cool, and he drops it, and it goes off, and his secretary buzzes in like, Mister Nable, you dropped your gun again. And he's like, I know. So he's he, he's not a very good uh, private dick in this. Yeah, he's not. He's he's kind of a failure in this. It's just he's he's just a failure as a human being. He's trying his best, and he and I guess we'll find out that he can be. He's a, a bit hero, of a doof. Yeah. yeah, bit of a doof. All right. <clears throat> so then we cut back to Spike being super pissed that he's taken everyone that he's batted in so far, except for the Nables. You know, Pierce is, like, kissing up. He's super ambitious for an intern. He's, like, obviously trying to steal Spike's job, which is, like, I can understand that, but this is your first day, bro. Like, chillax. Like, Satan's involved. You don't want to get in trouble. Um, and so the son, Daryl, he's flipping channels again, trying to find them again, because they don't necessarily just go to the next channel. They go to a random channel. And he sees um, an exercise show called The Exercisist. Yeah. Where she's like, yeah, Make it burn, feel it burn, and one dude just completely like incinerates. And then she's like, "All right, let's do some head spins." Head spins completely around like in The Exorcist. And she's like, "All right, let's cool down now. Shake it out and now vomit." Yeah, it's just very, very just bizarre. Turn around your entire freaking head and vomit. Yeah, it's great. Oh, and then there's a commercial for Yogi Beer, yeah. where you know the kid slaps the mom on the ass, says, "Get me another one, babe," and it's like Yogi Beer, you'll be just like, like your, your dad, dad and it's like that. That yeah. did not age well. Yeah. So the daughter and her friends are like, <laughs> "Thank you." Yes. Very astute. Yeah. Doing, um, they're doing like some cheerleading things in the backyard. The kid, you know, the son's like, "Ah, crap! I don't want him to get sucked into the TV." So he turns the hose on him. They get pissed. Um, and that's when he's like, no, come look at this movie. And when she actually goes, it's a um, kind of an insert of an of a newspaper saying Classy Dame vanishes. And it actually is a photo of Pam Dauber. And she's like, whoa, why does that look like mom? And the son's like, duh, because it, it is mom. I've been trying to tell you this. I've been trying to tell you. And then she, cu- she kind of believes her, her brother. 
kind of. They're uh, they uh, don't they get uh, they get into the French Revolution at at, at one point uh, a mini uh, like a show yeah. or a longer uh, yeah that's that's the channel after this yeah yeah okay after this yeah um so yeah um that's when Roy he also sees this um, paper insert that's what the insert was was. Yeah the protagonist looking at that and he's like at the Seidenbaum club and he's like oh Seidenbaum I know that name he's my neighbor he borrowed my lawnmower once <laughs> how is he in here oh he might have it doesn't it, it feels like he's not as freaked out about the, about like another his neighbor being in in this universe either he's like more curious than like anyway yeah so Helen he is she is um at the Seidenbaum club with Marie Seidenbaum who's like <clears throat> Who's the bigwig who owns this club, I guess. And she's just like, well, how can I find my husband? And Murray's just like, what are you worried about him for? I ditched my wife five channels ago. I don't exactly miss dry meatloaf. You know, another like, ah, wife bad boomer humor joke. Wife bad boomer joke? Jesus Christ, how old are you? Uh, but how, how old am I? What does that mean? I don't get it. You're using the word boomer. All right. But, uh, no, he, he seems, uh, he seems very happy that he's uh, alone and, like, yeah, drunk he, and, he's stuck you know. to be the big shot and he brought his remote so he can change channels at will. So that's very, What uh, a great idea. Yes. Well, how fucking smart is that? Jeez. But. So John Ritter shows up. You know, um, and then so does this gangster with a couple of Tommy guns. And, and then everybody... Like, everybody except for the Nables in the club pulls out a gun and starts shooting. It's the weirdest scene. It's the weirdest, like, shootout scene I've ever seen in a noir. Just everybody shooting each other. Seidenbaum gets shot, gives them the his TV remote, and then he dies. So, yeah, they use the remote. Now they can change, change channels at will so they don't have to look for conduits. And, yes, now they are in the French Revolution um, period piece uh limited series i think it is yeah whatever whatever it is and he know i after going through so many of this you know what might is is probably going to happen they are going to get killed they are on the rocks they are going to get fucked uh as far as like being possibly murdered in this fuck this particular show i wouldn't want to be in this no this one this one like is is pretty Pretty scary, actually. So the the daughter, you know, she's, like, flipping around the channel. She finds it. And we see, you know, the intro. It's like, it's an epic tale of love, danger, and cross-dressing. Off with his head where the Marquis de Nable finally loses his, you know, sort of thing. <clears throat> and it's funny then. So, so they flash into that channel. They're dressed up, but they're in disguise. And Helen's like, Roy, you have boobs. And then he feels them and he's like, oh, they're not mine. And she's like, okay, thank God. Yeah. And uh, he, they, they have to deal with the fucking dregs of society in this, in this particular. The revolutionaries. World. Yeah, the re- well, just them being fucking creepy and terrible to both of them, and wanting to freaking bang John Ritter's character, which is very yeah. So their their remote their remote gets trampled by horses. Yeah. So they lost that out. <clears throat> um, Eugene Levy, Mister Crowley shows back up, minus an arm and a leg. And he said, he says to Navel, he's like, "Ah, hey, interesting concept. Diagonal boobs. Will you fix that thing?" Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, like they're sitting at like this little, little uh, you know, restaurant and having some wine. And you know, Roy's like, "Well, you always wanted to go to Paris." And Helen's like, "Yeah, in the twentieth century." <laughs> yeah. And then Roy's just like, "You know, I, you know, if we get out of this, I'm gonna be the man I was when we first met." So then these French cops come and hit on him. 
but the waiter knows who he is and she and he's like yeah you really shouldn't be sitting you know with uh, that person you know he's wanted and and the cop is just like yes of course he's wanted by me <laughs> by me <laughs> the Paris, uh, and it, they're parisian citizens all around anyway yes and then we see um the son you know they're He's trying to hack into the dish to cause interference to the channel, like just to try and communicate with his parents so that li they at least know what's going on. So he has to like bust up the sister's, you know, stereo for parts. But, um, so then, you know, the cop is still hitting on Roy, like, oh, your hair is so beautiful. Can I have a look of it? So he pulls off the wig and, um, and he's just like, oh, I would have given you chocolates. So he's like still kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then, you know, we cut back to the kids. They don't have enough power to cause interference, so they have to go into the neighbor, the neighbor's yard, yard the neighbor's yard to kind of pull some of their electricity from, you know, from the vault. Um, and then they see the scary dog, but he's not really that scary. He's actually a sweet dog who gives kisses. Um, <laughs> we cut back to the French Revolution, and John Ritter is on his way to the guillotine, and he's telling, you know, the, um, <clears throat> the guillotine guys he's like ah, i loved you in star wars and they're like you know do you have any requests and he's like yeah how about the long version of stairway to heaven and then and then the I, who's who's the guy that pulls the guillotine cord what are they called the executioner Executioner. he's like oh better back away this one could be a gushel and then there's like two minutes left we see on their little light thing back at the hellvision headquarters um, and then it's the, um, kind of the Parisians that are just watching. And one of them says to another, he's, he's like, well, how come he dresses like a woman? And then the other one says, I did that sometimes. It's just like these fun little tiny jokes in yeah. there that are cute. So the son finally hacks into the dish and he's on like a CB type thing. And he said that, you know, they, you know, he's like, uh, Hey mom. And, and, you know, the Helen convinces all the Parisians, that the voice is actually coming from God. Yeah. And she's like, God, tell the infidels they made a mistake and they have to release the marquee. And the son's like, what's an infidel? Yeah. <laughs> Which is just a funny bit, because, yeah, you, yeah, you might not know. It's not as <laughs> oh, well-known uh, word in 1992. Yes, in 1992, pre-9-11. That wasn't, that wasn't a particularly well-known oh. word if you were a, uh, a youngin. <clears throat> and she's just like, ah, just tell him. So... He does, they do, and then that's when Spike is like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Who's messing with my programming? And then the son, he actually does it in a pretty f cute way. He's like, you, the weenie in black, you dork, yeah, you, release him. So he gets released. Mm -hmm. You wanna, you wanna? You seem to be talking throughout all of it, baby. I don't want to stop you or say anything wrong. Jesus. No, I'm just saying what's happening. Well, do you have any input? No, it's... No, uh, I was. I liked that they did a uh, that they did a, uh, a voice of God thing. It made uh, it surprised so many of the other characters in this fucking channel that they were like, "Oh my gosh, it is God! It is God that's telling me not to hurt this person." But, uh, so then Eugene, Eugene Levy, he's super stoked. He's like, ah, we beat Spike. I would have given an arm and a leg to see this. In fact, I already did. did. I already did. He's really good in this. He's yeah. really good. And then, you know, Pierce is like, he's trying to use this failure as an end. He's like, oh, we'll all miss your kind words and inspiring leadership. So Spike is pissed. Yeah. Spike is very, very pissed. And then, like, um, one of the other execs in the, he in the headquarters, you know, kind of gives him this information that, you know, he's 
messed up. Technically, only Roy signed the contract, contract. so only Not his valid. soul is valid. Hers isn't. So he's like, ah, gotcha. Um, so he discharges Roy, but he keeps Helen in since she trespassed into the permission without trespassed into the system without permission so he's not legally obligated to let her go like ever yeah yeah and uh they she uh, he get he gets her and transports her to a fucking western yes uh, which is really uh, i mean god damn it that's the one place you another place you don't want to fucking be yeah since she's like um she's roped to a carriage on the train tracks yeah remind you of like 1920s sniff yeah yes snidely whiplash snidely whiplash almost said sniveling scandiger that doesn't make any sense never mind uh sniveling scandiger is not a name but, uh, yeah, it, the, the old tropes of, like, oh, help me, I'm going to get exploded by a train as well as dynamite and all this fucking shit. All right. But. Yeah, and somebody, has, you know, Spike's like, uh, we'll let, we let Roy go, he'll go back in to try and save her. And they're like, well, how can you be sure he'll come back? And he's just like, because he loves her, he's a puss. So that's the kind of guy Spike is, saying yeah. things like that. Yeah. And he does come back, he does freaking, he does eventually, he, he tries to, he re-enters the HDTV fucking thing to save Helen, which is nice, he, he got, he well, is Jer- that much of a puss. Well, yeah, well, well, Spike zaps himself in to, into, you know, TV land, and he's a jerk to Eugene Levy, and he takes, um, that's when he, um, takes Pam Dauber to the Western yeah. and ties her to the train tracks. Um, and she's like, ah, you're a sadistic bad- bastard. And he's like, runs in the family. My father was an oil company president. <laughs> <laughs> Just all these extra jokes. Yeah. And, and, and I think that if there weren't this many jokes, I don't know if it would be as exciting. Yeah, it, it, yeah. If it, if it wasn't the sharp and joke after joke, it wouldn't be as entertaining. It, yeah, it wouldn't be as fun. But, yeah. So Spike also does a news story on the channel that, you know, Roy and the kids are watching about where she is and, you know... Tries to play chicken to get him back in, which works. Yeah. So then we, you know, we cut back to Pam Dauber and, you know, the thing is blown over the carriage that she's um, tied to. And we find out it's a bunch of dynamite and she's just like, oh my God, he's going to hit me with a train and blow me up. Yeah. Like that is super scary. Yeah. It it seems like overkill, but okay. (laughs) Yes. It does seem like overkill. Yeah. And, uh... (laughs) Does it? It takes. Doesn't he? It doesn't. It take him a while to get to the western set. It takes a, a couple of channels. Or am I wrong? Am I wrong? There? Well, I think he. I think he gets right in, but he does bring the remote so he can change channels at will. Um. So yeah, um, Roy shows up in kind of Clint Eastwood garb. They're gonna have a shootout. Um. That's when Jeffrey Jones does, in fact, shoot him. But then, you know, John Ritter's like, oh, you missed me, partner, because he hit the remote, and that's when they tussle. Yeah. So he brought the remote in, but, but now he, but he now it doesn't can't work. go anywhere else. Which is, or he will be able to go somewhere else. He just can't control it as well. As so that's when he gets, uh, he gets zapped via the remote to Star Trek um, The Next Generation as Picard. Death Trek The Next Generation. Oh, is that Star what they're calling Death it? Death Trek The Death Next Trek? Generation. And then, it was just very, that's very, very fun. That's yeah, fun. That's they're fun. like, ah, the underworld is hailing us, and Data is another copy of Jeffrey Jones, and it's creepy. So then um, Spike comes on to a, 
screen in the start in the Enterprise and says like, yeah, our remotes are synced, so wherever you go, I'll go. Yeah. We're, we're always cool. going to be on the same channel. So he switches channels again to a crash test dummy PSA. Which is very funny. I remember those commercials. Yes. Very, very vividly. Yes, they, they were the, scary. They scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid. But yeah. Where, yeah, um, Roy's character has neither airbag nor seatbelt. Then he gets switched into a hockey game. <laughs> and then he gets switched. Underworld professional hockey. Ah, yes. And uh, there's, of course, the driving over Miss Daisy, which is a really good one. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the 20s. He's in a suit. Um, you know, there's a random old lady. Spike is um, the chauffeur character, and he just keeps running right over, over the old the lady. lady. And then, and then we, you know, there's a kind of a pan out, and we see the... The sign that says, yeah, driving over Miss Daisy. And John Ritter sees that and he's like, oh my God. So he switches. And this is, um, this is a really good one. When he gets switched into. the threes something thing. And it's like, and they don't, they don't do that. They don't, uh, they don't do any lines because I don't think they would, should have done any lines. Yeah, they don't, they don't make a big thing of it. He's just in the set, dressed as Jack Tripper. As he screams his head off. Well, the girl, the girls. The girls come in. They do come in and they say, where have you been? And then he just screams and that's, and and that's it. It's just. the camera pulls back and you're like, Yeah, it's just a little tiny bit. It's like, you get it. This is enough. We don't need to milk this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, medieval, and then gets to a medieval show yeah. or a medieval spot where... Some kind of period drama. Yeah. Um, where, where, you know, Spike has a sword on him and, you know, John Ritter has no sword. So the kid sends one in through the dish, you know, pulls one off the, um, a rapier off the, um, wall. Rapier, because he, yeah. yes, because he had it from his old fencing days. Yeah. And, uh, they... <laughs> And they do a, uh, they do a fight. They do a fucking goddamn fucking uh, fencing fight. Indeed they do. Which is incredible. And it, 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 it felt, it it felt very 1930s. It felt very, or not 1930s, very old school silent, you know, uh, Douglas Fairbanks, yeah. yeah. Fairboy, yeah. Douglas Fairboy. (laughs) I don't know why I said that incorrectly. Yeah. Douglas Fairbanks. Fairbanks, Fairboy, and then he gets zapped into a Salt and Peppa music video, which is one of my favorite bits. Which is so great. It's so wonderful, but it doesn't. Because uh... it's like it's a real video. It looks like a real video. It's like a real song. It's actually them. Um, John Ritter's dressed like Prince. It's crazy. Yeah. Except he's wearing yellow and not purple. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's great. I was not expecting for a so- uh, for that to be the main like the last. A good portion of the last like twenty minutes is this whole sequence where he's <laughs> yeah they're on HTV yeah and they keep on throwing the uh, they're trying to get the remote control from Doctor Sp- Doctor Spike from Mister Spike there he's trying to get the remote control to yeah the remote kind of goes from dancer to dancer and uh, it. It doesn't seem like Mr. Spike is as pissed as he probably should be, considering that it's going to dancers instead of to him. He's having a lot of time because the music's so good. The music's so fun. He's also freaking DJing. Yes, he is. Thing. Yeah. He's playing the Spinderella role. Um, so Peppa gets a hold of the remote at the end, and she's going to give it to Spike, but Salt, or Cheryl, makes her give it um, to Roy. And then, you know, Spike gets all scared and ass kissy and he's like oh why don't we you know why don't we team up and we could make some dynamite programming the chairman would love it it'll knock him off his hooves and then Roy just says sorry Spike you're cancelled Yeah. and I'm like yep cancelled for being a nonce 
Yeah, a nonce. Yeah, that... <laughs> Thank you. For those of you who don't know what nonce means, it means peda, uh, ped, uh, pedo. Uh, I uh, almost said, what the doesn't make any sense. Pido. File. Alright, but... Anyway. Uh, nonce, yeah. Uh, yeah, he wants to, uh, he banishes them back to the frickin' medieval world. Yeah, the channel they were on before that, he sends them back there, while John Ritter goes to, um... In the west, it goes yeah, to the goes, western Yeah, goes movie. to where Pam Dauber is, yes. Yeah, to the, back to the western to save, save his wife, and, uh... So they get together, and he's trying to change the channel, but the remote won't change the channel, and then, you know, the kid, you know, is watching them saying, like, you know, just turn it off. And then Pam Dauber is just like, Roy, what do you do when you want the TV to go away? You turn it off. off. So he turns it off. They are zapped home. And the the scary neighbor's dog is in their yard. Um, you know, is kind of chasing them. And, you know, John Ritter is like, ah, whoever left the fence open is grounded for a week. But then the... Um, I think it's a Rottweiler gets sucked into the dish, and then the dish melts which to the ground. Which is very wild. Which is very weird yes. to see a dog get sucked into the dish. Yeah, and then it completely kind of implodes and just melts into the ground. And then John Ritter is like, "Ah, scratch that. Who, uh, whoever left the fence uh, open gets double their allowance for a week." Um, yeah. And uh, Spike gets killed by the Rottweiler, <laughs> or like. Do we see that happen? Because we just see him hanging from a chandelier while the dog is at the um. While the dog is down there. Oh, but then Eugene Levy shows up in um in full um, like, in a full uh, suit of armor. Yeah. And cuts him down. And so I guess it down. is it so, is yeah. to be believed that the dog eats he's him gonna, or something. He's gonna get rid of him. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 a nice enough end. It's a nice. Well, and then yeah, and then we cut to Pierce, and he's lighting a um, lighting a stogie, and he says, "I get his parking space." So yes, yeah, Spike is no more. Yeah. That is no more. So then we get like a little bit of VO saying what happens at the end. Um, uh, Roy Nabel no longer watches TV except for 60 minutes and he quit his shitty job selling plumbing supplies. Plumbing supplies. And he started a fencing school for kids, which is really cool. And then we get the end credits, which still have some pretty fun little bumpers. Yeah. We get um, Beverly Hills 90666. Yeah. Um, I Love Lucifer. Golden Ghouls. Murder She Likes, um, Facts of Life Support, Fresh Prince of Darkness, yeah. Unmarried with Children, yeah. David Dukes of Hazard, which is actually a really dark one. Did I miss any that you have? No, no, I think, uh, let me see here. Uh, I believe, uh, I, there's plenty, it's just I'm trying to find, trying to find them, but, uh, yeah, there's, this was originally, uh, the original title for this movie was called Terror Vision. Oh, really? Which is insane when it was uh, written in 1990, which is an insane... Did they have to change it because of the other movie? They might probably had to since it was... I mean, there are movies with the same title that are released all the time. Yeah, I Love Lucifer, uh, Mersh... Yeah, uh, what was the... David Duke's Unmarried with Children. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. There's... Uh, oh, yeah, HV1 News and... Oh, gosh... There's uh, yeah, I think we I think we named all of uh I think we named all of them. Uh yeah, uh the ho uh, home shoplifting channel which is Oh, I don't remember one. that. And uh yeah, so there's there's all sorts of different but I think we named all of them. There this is a really great movie. Yeah. I'm very happy that we I got to watch this thing with 
and with you. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, notes without context. Okay, here we go. Notes without context. This is where I say a whole bunch of notes without con uh, without any real context, and here we go. More butter, and th thus he is Satan, most uh, stable offer. Popcorn dropped, Murray. Donald, he's great. Corsico cell. Sod, still watching. Get it to bed. Tr talking trains here. Bad dog. FCC gummy job. Plumbing sales. Kieran Culkin variant. Is there a plug? Double over here. The TV somehow banked it and have to. Relax. Needs most irresistible offers, uh, offer. Spike it. Your service, 666 channels, free. Three men and Rosemary's Baby and Bob dressed as a, 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 a police manual. Has her husband, Beard, dead in the furs, sadistic Helen, uh, sadistic kitten videos. Learning you in the dish move, moves sucked into the dish. You... Cartoon Napper Crapper, Exec Cleopatra in the Satan with living in Vegas, kind of like a sports thug. Gods call kingdom Sawa. Oh, Hellavision. Satan doesn't like the subtext. He likes it, uh, the real text. Writing is shark. Write it down. How added this happened in turn. E e Eric Prince, Mr. Crowley, inside the TV you go, fight. Fright Night, Gorgons, Keep It Clean, Senior Pocket, Management, Now Awaiting Fight My Hair, As Though We Thought Sun Comes Half Home, The New Dial of Dean Friendly, Due to the Autopsy of Richard Dreyfus, His Head Is Blown Off, Nora, Northern Overexposure, Conduit to the Next Channel, Such a Helpless Fuck, Dweeby Bar, this is a western without a need to the satellite dish that came and tough and so did the bike and the whales and the finger fell off prison burning 30 something silencer of the noobs meet the mansons dupe your sh suck your dog talk wolves eating push cartoon cartoon nice oh ralph's cartoon happy robot calls warning dogs don't the world to the desert of me don't try this at home into the internal headlessness of one clever pussy oh pornography is the crease in his shorts dog robot less the the feckless dogs of America, different strokers. My Theo seems a my Theo sons of bitches. Days uh, world world Thank you very much. Saturday night dead sprinkler boy X worship him. Don't dolls chew it back. Poker in the axe. Private dick. Your pop gun again. Prostulating puss. Exercises. Yogi bear. Let the teens die with the sucked in our own uh, fellow. Oh my gosh, our parents are trapped in television. Sideshow shun. Gonna figure it out. Don't. It feels distorted. My wife five channels ago. A punch sold and bam. And then the get the kids to the remote. Uh, remote. More de no uh, to noble. M may they not be me. 
disgusted babes the desire is trying to fix the catless makeup on my Grogon. More one wanted by the, the lock of it. I knew it. I would love you your... I would love you your clitoris? What? Daryl is salty French Revolution. The... Uh, Scattered, I love you in Star Wars, Stairway to Heaven, by doggone get it right out there. I thought sometimes it's God. Tell him redemption, you talk too. Ugliest bitch, pernicious, Napple is back, bleak rose, 310 to Yuma. Father was an oil company president. Roy will save her. John wants to donuts when he gets back, and then he shuts Ray up. A fight, the Saturn driver warning Dung hockey driving over his page. Come back, come and knock on our door, fancy. Start me up when I can already see the hair. Kick him in the czar. Come back, Roy. And then there are back Granova for a walk. Melted and what and heat in the deer. Oh, that's funny. Get in the troubles. Though that's that was uh, no. Notes without context. Terror Vision! <laughs> From 1986. February of 1986. And just so you know, Miranda, these are the wonderful movies you can see in February 1986. Okay. The movie... Alright, we have Kung Fu, the movie with Brandon Lee and David Carradine. We have FX. We have Mala Noche. We have The Gladiator. We have the movie called Harem. Ooh. We have Knights of the City with a K. Quicksilver. Wildcats. The Delta Force. The Vindicator. Thompson's Last Run with Wilfred Brimley and Robert Mitchum. Nine and a half weeks. The Hitcher. Rats. Night of Terror. Ornette Made in America, Dream Lover. We also have Blood Orchids, Hollywood Vice Squad, The Naked Cage, Los Angeles Street Fighter, Tag Team Champion, Star Crystal, to Toby McTeague, and, of course, Betrayed by Innocence with... A guy who looks very much like a soap, uh, soap opera fucker. Jeez, I don't think I know any of those movies. Yeah. No, not, uh, oh, and of course, the movie House. You remember the movie House okay, that came out in the movie? Yeah, I do, yeah you that? showed me I those. never. Uh, I don't even remember seeing that. Do you remember? Yeah, you showed me House and House too, didn't you? Oh, yeah, but that was a long... I don't remember jack shit but about that. Is that William Cat in those? Yeah, William, you know, William was a... Yeah, he was a cat. William was a cat. Uh, we this is a this is a much better movie than the Video Dead, which we also watched. Do oh, not yeah. watch a uh, Video Dead, but if you do watch it, do not expect much. That was some low rent bullshit. Um, that it came on the same freaking Blu-ray that we that Terrorvision yeah, was, was on, and that it, and it was really do uh, do not see the Video Dead. That is it is. It, it, it really disappointed me. This, on the other hand, has a lot more personality, has a lot more fervor, has a lot more in, a lot more intelligence, a lot more wackiness. Th this uh, 
the differences between the dads in this movie are uh are very are very, very, are very different this this dad is much more sexual and much more up for uh, is not really as TV addicted as you know John Ritter's. He's pretty into TV though, he's and he's like messing in. with the satellite dish as well. We have uh, the opening scene: a mutant creature disposal unit <laughs> on on the planet Pluton. Yes. We have the name of the planet is Pluton. Has gone haywire, sending toxic electrical energy to Earth. Apparently, yeah, we we do see that there's a bolt bouncing from planet to planet, and eventually makes it to Earth. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's it's very it's it it's a hungry beast. Apparently, it's called it's called the hungry beast. Oh, I was calling it a sludge monster in my in my notes. Well, it keeps eating shit. Yeah, yeah, like shit, but you know, also shit. I will say, oh, the Fibonacci's theme song for this movie is a banger. Yeah. I liked Fibonacci, especially done by Tool. Yeah. Uh, we have the Putterman family. Is yes, a different, is a completely, we, you know, uh, 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 but basically another, uh, uh, a son and a daughter. Uh, that's, the similarities kind of stop there. Yes. Not, not, this is a completely different dynamic. They're much more open and uh, the parents are much more open with uh, how they really want to... They're going to be swingers tonight. Yeah. They're going to try and have sex with somebody that isn't their wife, the guy. And uh, they are in for quite a quite a, diff- a difficult night. Even before the fucking alien just comes out of the... Uh, is beamed from the TV into the fucking wor- their fucking world, they have to deal... Uh, they also have to deal with the two swingers they got... Uh, the two quote-unquote swingers they got to come over to their fucking home. But, uh... He's getting... They're getting satellite television. Isn't that nice? The Putterman family. The- yeah, Stanley's screwing around with the satellite dish, and, you know, the mom's like, ah, I'm right in the middle of my program. She's doing aerobics. Yeah, and there's uh, the daughter is a six is a punk rocker. Is that very? Hey, I'm here to. Yeah, she's kind of like her. Her look is pretty cool. I really like dig her eye makeup. She's kind of a cross between yeah a punk and kind of a new waver. Yeah, Yeah, she comes in. You know when Mister Putterman, who is played by uh, Garrett Graham, yes, who is a very familiar character actor from the '80s and '90s. Yeah, he's been in lots of things. Um, so he's just like, yeah, I've almost got this thing wired. And and Susie, the daughter, comes out like, she's my TV flipped out. I missed the new noodles video. So, yeah. The new noodles. Yes. Is the noodles, is that a real band? Or am I, is, or am I? I don't a, think so, but you know, it I've could be. I've heard of that, but yeah. Uh, 86, a whole bunch of fucking weird fucking bands. Nope, it's a, ja- it's a Japanese alternative rock band. Okay, great. Another thing for me to check out later. Yeah. awesome. Actually, it looks... Oh, years active, 91 to the present, so they were not a band at at this time. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so you're pre-flat. Okay. That's interesting. So it wasn't even a real band until 91, so someone saw the... So the band saw this movie and just... <laughs> well, there's a guy named Kevin John Wasserman, who's also known as Noodles, who's a musician. Um, That's his stage name. Yeah. Oh, that no, he's the lead guitarist for The Offspring. That's a different dude as well. So oh. I also don't think they were referring to him as well. Anywho. Either. I mean, they uh it, they 
they need to, they broke, the television's broken, so they need to set up a satellite fucking thing. It's, it's nothing to do, yeah, it, yeah, it's not, uh, uh there's a, Norton, uh, there's a guy named Norton who's supposed to help Stan set up the fucking satellite dish. Yeah, my understanding, which, which isn't very thorough of this, is, so Norton is the repair guy from the satellite company, except Stan Putterman's not really just trying to repair it, he's trying to mod it. Yeah. So, the, um, the repairman's just like, yeah, the warranty only covers repairs. I can't help you do all this extra shit. I don't shit. know how you mod a, a, a fucking, a satellite dish. I've never heard of that ever. And so that doesn't make any much sense to, uh, much sense to me. But, uh, if you do, uh, do it this way, they want to make sure to get better channels or whatever to get higher quality. It just doesn't make any sense of trying to mod that. I've never heard of that ever before but uh oh yeah because um because the repairman's asking he's like hey mr putterman can i grab another hiney and putterman's all like ah if you're gonna hang out and guzzle all my heinies you could help and the repairman's like no i'm only allowed to repair i can't do all that fancy stuff you want me to do because the repairman he's kind of a ridiculous yeah kind the, of the performance is pretty ridiculous yeah they, uh, a lot of the a lot of these performances in acting it just doesn't really make any sense it feels this is another very stylized cartoonish and like okay we're just gonna go hang wire because of the aliens that are going to be coming out and later on in the movie it's like okay we have to match at that type of insanity with the type of acting that i guess that was the idea with the acting performances in this movie or not you know i don't know but uh it, he da- Stan damages the dish. He fucks up the dish with the fucking hammer, which is fucking Yeah, because he's getting all pissed off at it. But we do see that gnarly bolt that was going from planet to planet. It does go into their satellite dish. Yeah, and that and that's when the prob- real problems arise. Which is the, yeah, the, um, the waste the disposal. Waste, the waste disposal. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. There's a grandpa character that is like a Vietnam vet who also, I guess, has a Confederate flag in the place in the small room that he lives in. Yeah, he's some kind of military loving mm-hmm. radical. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of strange, uh, you know, diametrical ideas inside his fucking little fucking uh, place where he li- room where he lives. Uh, his father, and it's the his father-in-law. It's not his. It's his it's wife's. The mom's dad. Yeah, mom's dad. And, uh, they, anyway, uh, they see all the, uh, different type of channels. Anyway, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, Stan brings in this crazy giant remote. It's different from the, from the Stay Tuned remote because it's like a full-on, like, like, um... It's like a console type thing with all kinds of switches and shit on it. It's not just, like, a thing you can hold in one hand. Um, and he's talks about like oh we you can we can use this to move the dish and get all kinds of channels and so he changes it to channel 69 which has orgies which they're totally showing their like 10 year old son yeah again that was that again the this house is crazy like i mentioned earlier on in this episode yeah there's the, crazy like nude paintings and nude statues paintings all over the and place all this type of stuff and uh, he, he f- the entire uh, the father looks feels very slimy and slippery. Yeah, to me. he feels very kind of disgusting, and uh, the type of face is like eh, I don't want him around 
me, let alone anybody. It's just surprising that this guy is, like, so upbeat and has, like, a teenage daughter and he still has these fucking huge paintings on his fucking walls. Yeah, this is just kind of a creepy family. Um, and they changes another channel. One has troop movement, so the grandpa gets all super stoked. Another one is a music video of some kind. So then the daughter's like, oh, MTV, that's for me. And there's, like, this, um gnarly musician just kind of writhing around and the mom gets all excited and yeah. says like oh he is so nasty like so this family is just fucking yeah, they're, they're a bunch of creeps yeah it, it, in a much worse por- uh, porn version of this yeah anyway it's just, it just feels like they people are it just it, it just feels very disgusting and slime it just it feels like something bad is going to happen and something definitely does just uh, Christ, yeah so then there's this gnarly storm Possibly due to the waste thing, like, bolt screwing around all over the sky or whatever. So the TV freaks out, and um, so the the parents, they're going to go out and swing. The daughter's waiting for her new boyfriend to pick her up. Um, So the kid is with the grandpa. They're watching Medusa's Midnight Horrorthon. Which is a riff on... uh, On Elvira, yes. On Elvira. And uh, it's... uh, You can tell because of the huge boobs. Yeah, and that's... If you didn't, if you didn't know, yeah, exactly. And then but, the grandpa's like, "Ah, war stories and horror movies are educational." Okay. <laughs> okay, sure. If that's what you want to say out loud. Sherman is the son's name. Yeah, engro- uh, and uh, they are engrossed as pre Yeah, pre uh, watching dinosaurs hurt each other and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's one of is, those like weird old timey like claymation yet dinosaur fight movies. Yeah, and which is fine. One of the stuff from like the ni- 1950s or 19- early 1960s. Uh, there's uh, the boyfriend of the of the daughter is fucking wild. Very yeah. 1986. Yeah, Very... she she you know he he like rings the bell or whatever, and she's like, "It's O.D. my new boyfriend." And Stan, the father, is like, "Oh, Irish boy." And then the mom's just like, "Well, what happened to the Weinstein boy?" And she's like, "Ew, Squidsville." It's like Squids- that's a little anti-Semitic, and yeah, I don't approve is. of that. Yeah, not happening. I'm glad you don't approve of that. Uh, and it's uh, and he's basically like a. A parody of Keanu Reeves before Keanu Reeves. He feels like, whoa. Keanu Reeves was alive during this film. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's pre-Bill and Ted. It's a couple years beforehand. So, you know, the mom's just like, eh, invite him in. Or one of the parents is like, invite him in. Let's see what he looks like. And then so she opens the door and she's like, well, my parents want to meet you. And OD's just like, oh, what a drag. So, yeah, in a very, like, Keanu Reevesian way. Yeah, his name is OD, which... (laughs) Yeah. So So Susie, the daughter, is like, can we use the jacuzzi tonight? And, you know, the parents are just like, not tonight. Your father and I might be swinging. Because, you know, you say that right to your 15-year-old daughter's face. Your 16-year-old, yeah, whatever, but whoever old she is. But, yeah, it's... Again, the openness with with their family members just doesn't feel right. feels very, very terrible. Anyway, but, uh... Anyway. Staring around, it, it, they eventually fucking find the the channel with the fucking gelatinous, fucking disgusting, with the sludge monster, sludge on sludge monster, fucking thing, and it's it. just kind of moving its giant eye around and being gross. Yeah, and go, and then the channel goes back to the fucking uh, to Medusa or to midnight's Medusa's midnight snacks. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> no, that's not. Right, but uh, midnight horathon. But going back to that, 
And they fall asleep, which is nice, I guess. Oh, isn't that sweet? A grandson and a grandfather falling asleep. While eating lizard tails. While eating lizard tails. Which he promotes because because they're a self-sustaining food source. Like, he's a really bizarre kind of radical. Yeah, it's a very, very very strange grandfather character. They are wakened by the... Yeah, out of the TV, and he eats the grandfather, which is disgusting. He sure does. (laughs) Which is very fucking scary. They... And, uh, okay, so he eats the grandfather, and the grandfather is gone. You don't, we're gonna, that, it was a real shame that such a strange, angry grandfather character got eaten by a monster, but that's what happens in horror movies. Well, okay, so, um, so the grandpa's messing with the remote to try and check on some recon satellites, but he keeps doing the same thing that's on TV. So he turns to the channel with channel with the trap sludge monster, and he's like, "Do something, you ugly bastard! This is the worst movie I ever saw." Um. So that's when the sludge monster kind of zaps through the TV into the house where the son and the grandpa are sleeping. They wake up and scream, and the son, you know, Sherman, the son, is like, ah, that's a monster. And then the grandpa's just like, there's no such thing as this monsters, boy. It was a goddamn burglar. I'll break out the fire firepower. Because, of course, he has, like, all these military-grade weapons in, like, the he basement. He was in Vietnam, and so he... Or Korea, one of the two. And he knows how to get rid of a fucking monster. So the satellite repair dude, he comes back to the house, um, you know, for some reason, um... I don't know if he got a call or something. Oh, probably because of the storm, so he's finally back there. Yeah. And then, you know, the grandpa's just like, ah, they're stealing our radar! And he points the gun at the satellite guy. guy. Um, and then, you know, the grandpa says, you know, Let, let's go recon the house, boy. <laughs> and then, then they kind of go into the parents' swinging room, and that's where we see a lot of the bizarre little naked baby angel statues, which is just not a good thing to have in or out of your house. Yeah. So first, the sludge monster eats the satellite repair guy. Yeah, yeah, and that's when he, you know, you know, Grandpa finds him, and the sludge monster kind of squishes Grandpa's head and kind of like creamifies him and slurps him up, and then he backs, then he zaps back into the TV. So he eats Grandpa and the satellite guy and zaps back into the TV. So those two guys are just missing, as far as anyone else knows as at this far point. As anyone else knows, yeah. And then yes, I'm like, of course, they have a fucking Confederate flag hanging in the garage. Gross. Yeah, very gross. Yes, I'm glad that you said gross, baby. I'm glad we're good here. But yeah, that's true. So then, but the kid saw this, and he calls the cops and says, "You know, the monster in the TV ate Grandpa on the TV guy." And then the the cop is just not having this shit like yeah. at all. Like, he's, stop he's it. just like, "Yeah, you know, you're not allowed to, you know, call the cops with false reports." And he's like, "I'd go arrest your ass, but I'm too busy." It's a great thing to tell a ten year old child, or yeah, however old. It's a great thing. To, yeah, <laughs> not a cool thing to do. But all right. so the parents are back home. From their club or wherever they went. Um, Mr. Putterman has a vanity plate that says Mr. Cool. (laughs) We see as he comes home. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, if you have to tell people, it's not not. true. Yeah, exactly. So the parents have brought home this other swinger couple. And the chick, Cherry, you know, she's a blonde. She has a very, you know, high voice. She says, oh, you've got a very sensuous type place here. You know, one of those. (laughs) One of those, yeah. A sort of... Stereotypical dumb late or you know bad ditzy 
young yeah. lady or whatever. And the guy she's with is this Greek dude, and he's like, yeah, cities are the cesspools of civilization. We prefer to live on the yacht. And it's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. whatever, bro. I, I don't believe that you're part of the 1%, but okay, dude. So the kid come, you know, tells the parents, he's like, yeah, the TV monster ate grandpa. And that that's when the other couple is like, uh, maybe we should leave. It's like, yeah, you should. Yeah, you should leave. But then the mom is just like, no, he just needs a pill. <laughs> Which, great fucking 80s parenting. That's how we did it back then. Yeah, that is how we did it back then. And it, so, yeah, the uh, the swinger couple is there complimenting the house for some crazy reason. And um, Mr. Putterman's just like, oh, yeah, we have more to see at the Pleasure Dome, which is where the giant um, hot tub is. Yeah. (laughs) It's it. There there's some really legitimately disgusting fucking scenes in this movie that has to do with the water and the. uh, uh, Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like the like the mom goes down to the basement where they were and finds some grandpa sludge on the floor. And she's just like, honestly, I can't leave you two alone uh, for an hour without some kind of disaster. And we go, um, we cut back to Mr. Putterman and the swinger couple. He's playing some super cheesy music. He turns on the jacuzzi, which is huge. It's like, it's like a really big jacuzzi. hot tub thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant bedroom hot tub, which is, is pretty sick, but it seems like it'd be a pain in the ass to take care of. Yeah. And that's when Cherry sees the alien on TV. Not the sludge monster, but the alien who was in charge of the sludge monster on TV, warning to turn off the TV and unplug like your satellite connections. You know, it's basically warning about the sludge monster, but we don't hear a lot of it because um, then Mr. Putterman goes up to her and he's like, yeah, you know, it's probably one of those Japanese things where they take over Earth and knock up all the women. <laughs> that's not, I don't, uh, okay, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, okay. I don't think, I don't think I, I don't that's a real thing. I don't remember Godzilla fucking, you know, uh, 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 a young person. So, yeah, Spiro, the, um, the Greek guy is all turned on by this, like, oh, Martians diddling all over the universe, eh? And Mr. Putterman's just like, yeah, intergalactic swingers. Like, this is all just, they're just all a bunch of creeps. Yeah, they're, this is the mid-1980s, and they're, they have money, but they spend all of their fucking energy on trying to be... Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. so the mom goes down to check on Grandpa because, you know, the kid was saying he was eaten. But then, like, the monster zapped himself out of the TV and back into the basement. Yeah. And it, like, puts on his face and his voice to fool the mom. So yeah. the monster has these kinds of capabilities. Although he's, like, covered in goo, goo which I would really... still have questions that I'm sure I don't want the answers to. Yeah. Um... So then, the you know, and then the mom, you know, the son's like, dude, I'm not spending the night down there. Like, that's, I, I can't, you know, there's monsters around. I'm not fucking handling this. And then, like, the mom's just like, yeah, if you're too big of a sissy to spend the night alone, then spend the night with grandpa. So she padlocks him in Into with the, the monster. Yeah. A more great mid-80s parenting. So the kid's freaked out, so he picks up a rifle. So luckily, he at least has access to weapons. Yeah, Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, he grabs the loaded rifle, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> the monster has gone back in the TV screen. Yeah. After, after portraying Grandpa, it bails again. So then the mom goes back up to the Pleasure Dome, and, you know, Mr. Putterman's like, hey, everything cool is sure, and she's just like, yeah, in with Dad, doing terrific. They're, they're, yeah, the guy, the guy, they're now mixing cocktails, uh, together, the, the, Wife except, and the yeah, and except they don't have any orzo, which is what the Greek dude wanted. Okay, bro. Ozu. 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 It's a type oh. of Japanese uh, alcohol. Oh, you're right. I was thinking of the pasta. Yeah. Which you don't make with cocktails. No. My mistake. I mean, I, you could, but it wouldn't taste good. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. 
But, uh, and uh, this is when we find out that uh, Spiro, one of the swingers that that they have lured here, the guy swinger, is gay and wants, uh, and wants the husband, wants the husband rather than... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of, like, creepy dialogue. Like, you know, the mom was saying, like, ah, Sherman's much too neurotic to be an actor. He just wanted to be a soldier. And Spiro's all like, ah, raping and pillaging, giving life, and then taking it away. And it's like, man, all you uh, people got freaking problems. Uh, and that's when, yeah, Cherry wants to go into the um, into the hot tub. Has a bathing suit. Yeah, she totally already has a bikini on under her dress, so she was already prepared. And then, you know, Mr. Puddleman's just like, yeah, it's a perfect 98.6, like floating in your mother's womb. And he's super stoked about her bikini, so he's getting all horny. He's gonna, yeah, and he's going to try and change, he's going to change into his swimsuit. Yeah. So, yeah, Sparrow and the mom are mixing cocktails, and he's just like, oh, how long have you been swinging? And mom's all like, oh, only a couple of times. It's so hard to make quality people through the classifieds. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Don't, don't, don't meet people that way. <laughs> Try not to meet people that way. Oh, Christ. That's... The creepy classifier. I mean, you have uh, they're meeting very creepy people. So this is already a creepy universe, where if uh, the if your entire fucking people is populated by these type of creeps, of course you're going to get them from the classifieds. Not in real life, where classifieds you don't meet any creepy people there in real life. But yeah, he's. Spiro wants to. Yeah. Anyway, so Sherman. Yeah. Well, we see the alien again on TV. Yeah. He was warning again that, you know, an energy beam carrying garbage may be moving toward your galaxy. And he's like, I am so terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Yes, my name is Pluthar, and I am here to yes, tell Pluthar you. Yes, Pluthar from Pluton. Um, yeah. So then we cut back to Medusa, you know, doing like her little spiel of saying, oh, I just got back from my hairdresser, getting my hair ratted with live rats. Meanwhile, back to the attack of the something or other like medusa's just not really into it she's kind of over the whole thing so you know medusa earlier she had said oh let's open the phone lines and see what you perverts are up to and sherman calls her uh, calls her and says hey i this is what's happening and uh, medusa doesn't believe one word yeah she's like yeah sherman's like yeah no one believes me and she's just like well maybe i won't believe you either and he's just like, yeah, the monster came out of the TV and killed Grandpa, and then it went back into the TV. And Medusa's just like, tell me, are you under psychiatric care? <laughs> and then she's, you know, she hangs up and is like, Sherman, come closer. This one's for you, babe. So he gets his face really close to the uh, TV, and then she just shows a big monster mouth. So she's fucked up, too. Yeah, everyone... It, every, all these people are fucked up. Yeah, all, it, all of these characters are creepy and disgusting and have plenty of fucking flaws, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. This is, what I, this is what I come here for. This is what I come to the movies for. Creepy, disgusting freaks. So, yeah, then we're back to Spiro and the mom, Raquel, and, you know, he's asking, you know, does Stanley take it like a man? And Raquel's all like, oh, are you a man's man? And he's just like, oh, Spiro Zeros is the manliest of men. I am into Greek, Greek culture. I like boys. So we find out he's a gay. He's a gay. Yeah. Which is a wonderful thing to say. Yeah, which is... He's a gay, one of those gays. Which is like, all right, you know, do your your thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, no, don't no, do that. Don't, don't do, do that, that no, thing. No, don't do that. Not that. Don't, not, don't say, say I'm into boys. Not that thing. It's just a very thing. strange to say, thing to say out loud. Uh, but, yeah. it's uh, uh, Spiro joins Cherry into the hot tub eventually. Yeah. It, it, Cherry, her drink. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Freaking Spiro brings Cherry her drink and Raquel tell, tells Stan, hey, yeah, 
Spiro wants you. He's gay. He wants. He's interested in making love to you, not not to me. And uh, so we got it, it, it. What you wanted, it's probably not going to happen unless you want to have sex with Spiro. But uh, they Spiro joins Cherry in the hot tub. Yeah, and it's like covered in smoke, so we don't know what's going on with her. And Spiro, of course, he's wearing a speedo. Spiro in a speedo. He gets into hot tub and he's like, "What is this algae? Oh, maybe it's a sex lubricant." Except, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. it's like, first of all, don't put lube in your jacuzzi. That can't be good for it. No. You're going to have to have, like, a whole problem a with your cleaning, filter, filter sure. and everything. No, don't do that. Um, so Cherry is actually the monster doing a cherry face and grabs his dick or something. Yeah, we don't really see what happens because it's, yeah, he pulls it under the water. And, uh... and, and Stan's just like, hey, we're going to have to straighten out old Sparrow about the facts of life. So apparently Stan is not on board. Yeah, he's not on board. He's, he's not okay with homosexuality, but he is okay with homosexuality. <laughs> so, yeah, they go back into the Pleasure Dome, and Spiro and Cherry are gone, and they, but, like, the jacuzzi's all gross and full of sludge, and Stan, Stan runs in and says, what the hell did that homo do to the jacuzzi? It's, it's so, so wrong terrible. and stupid. It's so funny though. It's, yeah, it's so it's so wrong and just don't don't talk don't, to people don't like say that. Like don't that. Say that. What's a homo do? Oh, it's, this to the uh, but it's he said they're all such ridiculous characters. Yeah. And Raquel's like, ah, it looks like something's in there. And and, I, and rises um, out of the fucking murky water. Just like monster. yeah, I hope they didn't electrocute themselves. And that's when yeah, the big-eyed sludge monster clamps Mister Putterman with his clamps. <laughs> clamps. Sherman calls the cop again, and you know says like, "Ah, hey, there really is a monster now." You know, because he can hear the screaming from the pleasure dome, and he's like, "It's killing mom and dad." And the cop is just like, "What I'll did th- I tell you?" I will threaten. I will arrest you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the cop is just not having it. And it's like, well, maybe just check out something's going wrong with this kid. Maybe send somebody over for, like, some kind of check. Yeah, Sherman blows the fucking door open. The fucking- well, yeah, he hears Grandpa's voice in his head yeah. saying, Ah, remember what I told you about explosives? Blow your balls off. So Sherman gets the idea <laughs> to get some explosives. This movie is just batshit. Yeah, this is great. It's really, really wonderful. So Susie and O.D. come back home, and O.D. says to the kid, he's like, Army dude, what are you doing up this late? And so Sherman tells him about the monster eating all the adults. And Susie's just like, sometimes you're such a nerd. You know, and O.D.'s like, buzz off, I want a party. And uh, And Susie's just like, I'm going to give you one of your pills. And O.D.'s like, cool pill, what color? He's like, yeah, he's like, what color? Ooh, pill freak. Like, oh, the kid's a pill freak. I'm like... I'm into this. Now I think he's cool. Like, these people are just all terrible, <laughs> disgusting. terrible people. They're low-rent, disgusting. So then Susie goes in to check on the parents in the bedroom, and then, the you know, the monster is in the parents' bed putting on their dad's face. Yeah, and every they're all... It, it reminded me a lot of Society. Yes, that one scene in Society, Two years yes. before, or three years before Society comes out in 89... And uh, it's it's really the ooh, it's the grandpa is there, and both the guests are there, and yeah, mom and dad are there. And yeah, all the monster is fucking. Yeah, exactly. Uh. the The monster is has is doing all five faces, all five voices, and the kids aren't questioning. You know, Susie isn't questioning that at all. Like, okay, fine. You guys said you were gonna swing, but why? What's grandpa doing in there? Also, that's so, beyond the pale. Yeah, and then ten. Uh, so these kids are ten and fifteen, or ten and sixteen, something like that. Yes. And 
I, I don't I don't know how you would have reacted either at ten or sixteen seeing all of this stuff, but you know, I it's it's much more. Uh, I remember society. The fucking, the teenagers in that, they were near, the guy was nearly throwing up at all the fucking sights of this. I, and yeah. I was not expecting, I was expecting the kids to have a little bit more of a revolting fucking feeling towards their, their, their parents having sex with their fucking supposed grandfather, with their grandfather as well as two <laughs> other fucking people. I thought they would be a little bit more disgusting, but I guess this is normal. If you have fucking paintings of huge fucking, you know, vaginas and like uh, uh, strange you know picasso like fucking faces that are, have naked bodies and all that fucking stuff all over your home i guess your kids are not as fucking they're deading uh, they're deadened to the idea of all this shit so anyway but yeah so they yeah they go into the pleasure dome sherman shoots the hot tub because it still looks like something gross is in there um, OD's like, oh, hey, what's on El Tubo? El and Tubo. He, yeah, he turns on the TV, and it's the warning alien again, saying, you know, its appetite is insatiable, it will continue to absorb all life forms. So Sherman knows he's talking about the sludge monster, and that's when it zaps out of the TV and goes after OD. Yeah. And, um, then OD's just like, whoa, don't shoot me, dude. When Don't it goes, when it goes dude, to that's... pince him with its pincer, yeah, and in a very Keanu Reevesian way. <laughs> so he like kind of he kind of like um covers his face, and he's wearing you know lots of like studded wristlets and stuff because he's like super into metal, bro. Yeah, he's a he's a rock and roll James Dean looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, with the worst wig I've ever seen in my life. It's not a cool wig, yeah. Um, but that reminds the sludge monster of his alien captors who used to pet him because I guess he was actually like a pet of some kind. Yeah, that's and, what they use him. That's what the alien says. Oh, we have them as pets here. Yeah. <laughs> and then like it tries to kind of talk and Odie's just like, well, I looked right at my studs and cooled out. This dude's into metal. And then Susie's just like, he's so barfy. Right, man. Isn't that cool? And then, yeah, and then Odie's just like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that movie about that alien dude made you cry like a butthole. And Sherman's just like, you mean E.T.? <laughs> E.T. made me cry like a butthole. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what buttholes do. They cry. It's ridiculous, Boo-boo, I'm a butthole. I'm crying a lot. So they take the sludge monster, um to the kitchen, and they give it food, and they're like, yeah, it's good for you. Like, vegetables. Mother says, you know, eat your best vegetables, and the monster says, uh, food, so it's starting to kind of learn to talk, yeah. Ew. We're gonna teach it more English. We're gonna teach it more words. Yeah, so they try and teach it stuff. They take it to the, um, the stereo, and Susie's just like, this is music. It's almost as important as food. Almost as important as food. So she puts on like some like some sweet music, and Od's just like bad tune, dude. Don't ever listen to that kind of music; it rots your brain. Yeah. So Od plays his own demo of his metal song. Not then, even any good metal. He just plays his own freaking metal music. Yeah, it's just kind of nonsense. So the monster stabs the speaker. Yeah, and uh, after. Yeah, and the monster learns their fucking names, which is insane. Yeah, they teach the monster its names, but when it tries to say German, <laughs> Sherman, it just kind of sneezes crap all over his face, so it's like, ew. Yeah, there's a lot of... It, this is very slimy. This is a slimy movie, both in character and in, uh, you know, 
physicality. <laughs> physicality is. as well as psychologically. Yeah, this has a lot in common with the previous episode where we've talked about society, but yeah. Yeah, so then Susie show, turns on the TV and she's like, this is TV. Next to food and music, it's mankind's greatest invention. And it's the Medusa show. Yeah. And Medusa just says, this is a great line, I love it. Um, Don't look at me, one glance and your heart is a rock. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So then they're just like, we're going to make a million bucks, a monster from out of space, and it's like, we own him. Susie, so- O.D., and Sherman are both, oh, we're going to be equal partners. In yeah, this they country. don't seem that bummed out, bummed out about all the adults in their life being dead. Yeah, no, or having sex with, yeah, it's- Oh yeah, maybe they don't realize they're dead and they still think they're up there having an orgy. Having an orgy. Like they yeah, like other than Sherman, they think the sludge monster is a separate a separate plot. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And they invite yeah, they call yeah, they call Medusa again for help and invite her to the party. Well well, okay, so yeah, OD's like I should get a bigger share because I'm the one that communicated with them. And then but Sherman keeps saying like what about mom and dad? And Susie's just like forget mom and dad. We don't have to share anything with them. They wouldn't believe us anyway. So yeah, she believes that they're fine and the monster is a totally separate thing. Yeah. And it And she's just like, well we have to get him on TV. So yeah, let's call Medusa. Let's call Medusa. And Medusa's not they it she'll come to the party. She eventually, she says, okay, fine. I mean, well, she, she's just like, yeah, I don't believe you have a monster. I have shit to do. I'm done with my show. I'm, I have some parties I have to get to. And that's when Susie gets the idea that it's like, oh, well, we're having a party Party for the monster. Why don't you come to that party? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of, you don't know whether or not she comes, but you, yeah, you kind of figure that she's going to come eventually. But Yeah. Oh, and I love how she gives the address. She's like, we're on Putterman Lane off Lonesome Canyon. So they're on the street that is named the same name as their last name? So... Do you own that street? What the hell? Yeah, are are you part of... So you are... uh, So this family is really wealthy, is that why you're... Is that why you have five disgusting Picassos in your home? or or I don't think they're real Picassos. Or, no, I meant like, yeah, but... It just, I don't know where the the money comes from, from this, anyway, just doesn't make any sense. So, like, they're watching TV, um, OD and the monster are watching TV, and the commercial comes on, and the monster freaks out because commercials suck, and OD's just like, don't be so impatient, butthole. And that's when the cop shows up to arrest Sherman for all his false reporting. Um, that's when... The warning alien comes on the TV again. Pluthar, and then the, by the way. Pluthar, yes. His thank you. His name is Pluthar. Thank you. His I'm name glad. is Pluthar. You are correct. His name is Robert Pluthar. Yes. <laughs> His name is Robert Pluthar. So that's when the monster freaks because it recognizes Pluthar. <clears throat> and Odie says again, he's like, I said shut up, butthole. And he hits the monster. But then its smaller head comes out of its mouth and bites Odie's face off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, don't call me a butthole. I'll literally eat your face. And, uh, yeah. And <laughs> I can't believe that you're under arrest for making prank phone calls. That, well, I mean, like, you, you can do you that. Can. That yeah. you're not allowed to, like, just take up the police's and, yeah, like, it's against the law, time like that for bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the one cop you talk to is going to come straight to your house. Yeah. That, they, that's an efficiency I think most um, police stations don't have. They hide in the bomb shelter. Where in Grandpa's bomb shelter. Well, the cop comes in and the monster's behind him. So the cop goes to shoot and then the monster's smaller mouth 
um, eats the cop's hand and eats the gun. Yeah. And probably the rest of the cop. He probably just ate the entire cop. He, he, but we he, don't see that part. He definitely ate the rest you of know, the cop. You know, and then Susie's like, well, where's OD? And Sherman's like, he ate him. And Susie's just like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like, she's not that bummed about her boyfriend having been eaten. And yeah. then Sherman's just like, we're going to blow him to kingdom come. Yeah. And then Susie goes to like try and call somebody and she's like, oh, doo doo, they cut off our phone. This is like totally do? disgusting. Totally yeah, disgusting. like the writing in this is just utterly bonkers. Yeah. So Susie finds OD's stud wristlets covered um, in goo on the floor and she's just like, yeah, gross. Like she's not sad. She's no. not worried. There's it's a, just gross. It's just gross. This entire movie is gross. How are you not screaming, gross, gross, gross? And yeah, then they go to the parents' room, and they find all the goo under the covers. Not actual people, just goo, Ugh. which is kind of like, it was an orgy, but this is like, Still, this is like way too much for, for like post-orgy goo. Not all of that is semen. Yeah. Ugh. So the monster is still chilling in the gross, you know, he's now chilling in the gross hot chub hot tub watching some old alien movie it might be body snatchers it might be it, yeah it feels like a, a riff on body yes snatchers so or... that would make sense on tv um the kids they find him they have a gun it just wants to chill in the hot tub eat all the food and watch tv so i can't blame it because yeah. that's the fucking life you know yeah that's the greatest life ever <clears throat> so the monster grabs sherman Susie shoots him sherman cuts one of his tentacles off so alien pluthar um, zaps out of the TV and into the TV room. With a space, a space suit on. Yes, he has a space suit on so that he can breathe on Earth. And she's just, you know, Susie's just like, like, what's going on? What is a hungry beast? Is, is who Pluthar is. He's the sanitation guy. Oh, the sanitation guy, right. And, you know, Pluthar's just like, oh, they're like your dogs until they mutate. And they're like, oh, but, you know, he ate, you know, my boyfriend and our parents and our grandpa and... And the random swingers. And Pluthar's just like, yeah, the beast has ingested earthlings. Well, you know, and he's like, oh, shit, this is an even bigger problem. And he's like, well, we do have a process. If I can take it back alive, we can take their cultures and regrow them. And, you know, Susie's just like, oh, like clones? And he's like, no, it'll be your real mommy and daddy. Of course, they'd have to, like, live in special aquariums. But, you know, that's just the price you gotta pay. Apparently, that is the price you gotta pay. Ugh. So Medusa shows up to their place for the party. And she's like, a oh, messy crowd when she finds fucking goo everywhere. Yeah, she likes all... There's, oh, she actually thinks it's an actual party. Oh, look at all the cars here. It really is a nice party that's yeah. gonna happen. And then, yeah. So, you know, Pluthar is just like, lay down your weapons and take me to the beast. And that's when uh, Medusa sees the sees that alien, sees Pluthar, clocks him. And then he's like, ah, I'm losing pressure in his spacesuit. So he just fucking implodes in his spacesuit and dies. Yeah, because he it, he hits the fucking uh, spacesuit and cracks the fucking window on his fucking... On well, his fucking his head. Yeah, his helmet. Yeah, helmet. And so, like, you know, Susie and Sherman are freaking out, and she's like, what's with you guys? I saved your ass. What about a little gratitude? And Susie's just like, you killed him, you bitch. <laughs> you killed him, you bitch. <laughs> and now they're screwed, and now there's no way they can go back. Now there's no way they can get nope. this freaking monster so back that, to where it's supposed to be. Yep, that's when the actual monster shows up. Um, Sherman shoots it. Medusa's, like, gonna bail, but the monster's just, like, right. sucking sucking them all up. Yeah. So then we just see the house exterior. Uh, Medusa's in the car with her showrunner. But we see that, you know, it's actually, you know, the monster assuming Medusa's 
form. So the monster won. Yeah, the monster did win. And I don't think we did justice to that movie. It's just, it's too, too fucking bonkers. Well, it's, it's, is, uh, yeah, he climbs into Medusa's limousine, which is really yeah. fucking, and orders the chauffeur to drive him to the television studio, which is an insane thing to, that the, he's going to eat the TV staff and like eat everything else. It's, it's a, it, it is worth it. He's I gonna, like the movie. He's going to eat is. all the people in the world. Yeah. If you like, if you like super eighties fucking like, um, USA up all night type stuff, yeah. this might be your bag. Yeah. Yeah. I would really, uh, I, I'd recommend it, but only if you like disgust. Yeah. It's sweaty. It's very wet. This movie feels very, uh, very gooey and gooey. And if you're, if you're into that stuff and if you're a big fan of our previous, uh, talking about society, then you'll also like this. It's amazing that this came out like three years before society did. Uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Here is, uh... Who did the effects for this movie? Because the effects were probably one of the best things about this thing. This is one of the most, uh, disturbing parts of this, uh, movie. Where the, uh, and that's what makes it worthwhile to watch. I mean, a whole bunch of things. Oh, yeah, there, there is a big team on this. Uh, we have, uh, our Christopher Biggs, who is the makeup department on this. And, uh, but the special effects... Brent Armstrong, John Carl Belt, uh, Buechler, uh, Michael Deke, Cleve Hall, Daniel Hoffman, Robert Kurtzman, Michelle Orgeri, Mag- Margarita Regina, Desiree Soto Vaughn, and John Volch. Uh, the person that I have heard of is, um, here we go, is Robert Kurtzman, who has worked on Wishmaker, uh, the original Duck from Dust Till Dawn. Um, so many, so many, 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 uh, freaking movies and still work into this day, but it's, uh, they, they had an entire team of, uh, of people working on this thing. It's very disgusting. Uh, here we go real quickly. This is notes out of context real quickly. Planet Rayton. I don't even know if that's right. Sicko shit up top. Uh, a heady lone heart Stanley, uh, shiitake disc. Oh, my mad, ferocious greediness, desperateness of the hippopotamus, TV satellite dish, home deference unit guzzle, in heaves, repairs, aliens, oh sus, where's the out, stand on putterman, dino fiction, 69 pop, hot tomato, always nectar, the enemy OD, salads, and uh, Roche Town OD uh, locker seems tough, dude. My uh, my just mighty Dorothy. How rem- how rememberous uh, Dorgon Super TV weird remote monster disgusting cruel monsterism. What you perverts are up to right now? MPO dance, uh, dancing from the monster from hell in the safe. Grandpa and his disgusting shorts. Oh, the monster, but the monster attack it. Overstuffing grandpa got eaten. Nothing prosthetics. Awful photo offensive sensitive type here. Oh, you, uh, the real you, sugar, uh, sugar tease phase. The Repton Putterman man, Jeffrey Epstein, would have loved this house. 
weirder stuff even more than that. Marathon, Dijonet, the warrants of the plains, Stungarts, oh swingers, take care of business, Steve, Zahn, and uh, come on your face, ew, the parents, oh my gosh, grandpa gonna get hurt, the kid's kind of weird doing term, uh, during te uh, temporary, what the, oh, doing terrific, raping and pillaging, that's not fun, <laughs> very nice, caring ma margarita, holy, frijoles, bikini with dynamites, the slash feds, proudly High IQ theater, Plutor, total annihilation species. I'm so sorry, Medusa is also a wild one. I want to believe you. I don't want to believe you either. Time's up. The ones for your label, Spring Xerox. He's God. Not uh, habanero recipe, Yazanero, so serenely. Darling, the pool has gone stuff in it. Is it an alien novice? Spiro is everyone in, in the pool. Ho uh, home to the jacuzzi. Man, Zekers in there. Monster Munato, if it's still believing me, save me. They are home. Any dude will tell you that this is the right lake in which I want to uh, jump into. Pills, what colors are those pills? And where can I get some more pills? What's on the tube? We do ours. Reynolds, me about a society where we need psychic runoffs. Dude, dude shot, uh, do the Darrows. Recognizing a price of clothing too rude. FT made me cry like a butthole. Cro cold, soggy purse. Intro into the metal music and, uh, and then... Putterman Cash Month, Alien Monster Real with Night Jokes, Medusa on the uh, on the tube. Afterwards, talk to the Letterman people. Putterman Lane, he wants Moore TV arrest warrant for someone who calls the cops like that. And cops go after the bad people and then goes after the gun. We're gonna blow his butt to Kingdom Come. Oh, it's Gross Dean, Molotov cocktails in his bodies in bed, pieces of disseminated flesh, non-stop at loving that, of the case, cutting up the monster, explain, all dear, hands-on, beast hack, alive, special Aquaman, messy, and Medusa killed the wrong alien leader. Pet has an insane uh, stomach, a mutation of Medusa. And that is Notes Out of Context. Thank you so much. This has been Michael James Benson. All right. Bye-bye. This has been Top Notch Nonsense. Bye.